everyone, and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk about things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This is episode number 251. We're discussing 2020, a year in review. I'm on your host, Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Carlos. And I can't wait for 2020 to be over. Yeah, guys, we only got a couple days until this year is behind us, and we jump in to 2021, which, fingers crossed, will be a little bit better than 2020. But 2020 hasn't been all doom and gloom. Yes, it's been a rough year for everyone, some more than others, but Nerd has continued to deliver throughout the year. Even though we didn't have theaters, we didn't get an MCU movie, we didn't get a Star Wars movie, most of the things and big movies that we do discuss have been pushed well into the future, there are still some really bright spots in Nerd in 2020. And guys, we're going to spend this entire episode looking back at the last year, the crazy, wild, unprecedented year that we have all just experienced. And we're going to talk about our favorite collectibles, our favorite nerd media, the box office. We're going to talk about how our nerd has evolved in a year where we saw a lot of delays, where we saw a lot of new lines emerging, and where some of us, myself, maybe being the uh, the highlight of it, have drastically changed how we collect and approach nerd. And so I, I think it's time we just jump right into it. You know, we just celebrated the holidays, and best wishes to everyone out there, and I hope everyone's been safe throughout the holidays as well. We're going to be creeping up here on New Year's as this episode is released. So before we get to 2021, we got to talk about this week in nerd, our weeks in nerd, our Christmas, our holiday in nerd, guys. What have you been up to over the last few weeks? We took last week off. We did have an episode 250, Force Awakens. We did a retrospective discussion on that. So you haven't listened to that, go check it out. But with that being recorded about a week ago, over a week ago, We've got a bit of backlog here, and I know some of us got some gifts. Our wives, our spouses are, are very, I would say, uh, very understanding of our passions here and have a, a tendency to 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 really gift us those items that fit very well in our respective nerd rooms and bat caves and blockbusters over there at Sunny's. So, guys, <laughs> Carlos, Sunday, Troy, welcome back. What have you, you guys been up to? Troy, man, throw it at me. What, what was your holidays like? What's the last couple yeah. weeks of nerd been like? Yeah, no, it's 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 crazy, man. It stays crazy. Twenty twenty um, has just been nuts for collecting, and it just it never ends. It's unreal, and um, I don't even know where to begin, or where to to start. But um, I'll go to Kijiji, man, because like I've been <laughs> yeah. telling y'all, no shame in my game. And um, Kijiji, you know, I've been on this hunt to just build this cool rack of just nothing but like pure white Episode Two clone troopers standing behind my boy in charge, Anakin Skywalker. And so um, on Kijiji, man, I found two of the, at least the guy listed it, two of the original uh, clone troopers. I think they're number 14, the original Black Series line. And I got two of those for 40 bucks, man. So um, that was cool. I picked those guys up because I've yet to see, like, the new re-release of them. Yeah. So I got my hands on those. Um, I hit up a Toys R Us, and I found, I believe it's the armor. Is it the armor? Armory? From the arm- Mandalorian? Yeah, the, the armor. armor, right? Yeah, man, this is the way. This is the way coming off of season two. So I got my hands on her, and um, actually, I didn't even know there's two versions. So the version that I saw, it's the one that's like the, I think it's like a... It's like a con exclusive know, like a type thing. It looks like a con exclusive, right? But it, it wasn't. It's just from Toys R Us. But um, she's cool, man. She comes with like the welding. She comes with like the Mando's like silver Beskar like helmet. 
all those kind of cool bells and whistles. So got my hands on her from Toys R Us. Um, my man, my man Carlos here, he scoots me that Kanan, but the re-release of uh, Rebels, Black Series again. It's been nothing but Black Series. So um, that just kind of brings up more of my like Rebels line I've been kind of trying to recreate from the animated series. Um, Thomas Wayne, man, I got my hands, McFarlane, because every week McFarlane is pumping out something new and yeah, something brand spectacular. New, brand new wave every week. Every week, man. <laughs> every week. This guy's insane. And so I got my hands on uh, on Thomas Wayne. Um, I found him at EB. And I was like, you know what? I can't pass this up. This guy looks way too good. He's, he, In my opinion, he's always been one of the coolest designs of a Batman in general. You know, Batman with, like, the cool pouch belt and then two guns and, like, the red on the black on the gray. He's always looked cool, even from the... Um, the uh, what's it called? I was gonna say rebirth, not rebirth, but from the Flashpoint, Flashpoint, Flashpoint yeah. right? So, had to get Thomas Wayne in that collection of that bat collection. Um, you know what, man? I double dipped too. I picked up another Luke Skywalker from like that green new card back from the Black series. Okay. But after watching the Mandalorian, you know, season finale, I had to get another Luke, and I had to pose him in that way where he's fighting like my boy Anakin. So I, I had to get him. I just had to get oh. another one. Just like nah. okay, here's here's another thing, guys, that yeah. I'm really excited for for this episode. Not only we're looking back at 2020, but we have yet to get Troy's raw reactions of the season finale of Mando season two, mm-hmm. and so we're we're gonna pause on that because it's inevitably gonna come up as we look back at 2020. Yes, but that that figure that you picked up, that's the Endor Luke, yeah. right? Yeah, it's the Endor Luke, so it's cool. So you can take off like the cloth goods yeah, that he has. That's and what I was gonna you ask. Strip that off. Yeah, when you strip that off, he. He looks like Luke when he fights Vader at the end okay. of Return of the Jedi, but he doesn't look like the Luke that's on like Jabba's barge. Yeah, because that Luke has like kind of the uh, the tunic. Mm-hmm. So I did some stuff and I ended up putting a tunic on that Luke. And, yeah, because um, they did that release, that exclusive release, right? That was like Walmart. Walmart. Yes, and I yes. have it, yeah. but it has a brown cape and hood. Yeah, and so it doesn't. It's I don't know why it's brown. But it's it, weird. They, they've always kind of done that with the marketing. It's always been like, like even the hot toy version, it's brown. Because it? I have that version. Yeah, I have the hot toy version, and they give you a brown tunic. But as a kid, I've always believed it was black. So isn't it black? I always thought it was black. Um, I had an extra like little custom kind of black version, so I threw that on because I'm going for that season two look, right? Yeah, because well, uh, I'm looking at the Power of the Force figure. It's black, and it's black in the Power of the Force. Yeah, if you but, go back and look, it's weird. A lot of times, sometimes it's brown. And sometimes it's black, but I, in my head, I've always been like, it's black. Me too. Just, and like, that was what they depicted too. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it looks way exactly. better black too. Yeah. It, okay. It, I was just it, curious it if cool. I had figured that you're going to customize something up with that. I had to, I had to. Um, yeah. So I got that Luke and um, comics, man. Again, Carlos, my boy put me on daredevil. I think it was issue 23 or 24 with a uh, chip run. Uh, which features my boy Spider-Man. And I was like, you know what, man? Like, Boxing Day sale, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to find, like, all these volumes leading up to that run because I, I just – Daredevil's in a really cool place, at least in my opinion, from reading that one book. So I went and I bought, like, four four volumes of uh, Chip Zardixie's run. Um, I don't think there's any more volumes yet. There's only single issues going forward. So I went back, man, and I bought all those. And um, I also got um, I also got Kang, man, Kang the Con- Conqueror. Uh, oh, Marvel nice. That was did yeah, you had, get that at Marty's? No, Indigo, Indigo. Oh, he had it for eighteen bucks. No way. Yeah, yeah. I missed that because I went to Marty's. I never saw him there, so I missed out on that one. But um, shoot, eighteen bucks for him? Yeah, he must have been double packed. Must have been double packed. Ah, 
Yeah, because I know out of that gamer verse, every other figure has been easy, but him, he's been kind of tougher. So that's crazy that he's selling them for jeez, eighteen. I spent twenty nine bucks. Nah, Thirty sorry, bucks, bro. Sorry. <laughs> but that's all good. But yeah, no man, that's uh, that's that's. Oh wait, 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 wait. So last a little while back, I threw some shade at my boy Rick. That's my guy. But Cassian Andor just isn't my top notch Star Wars <laughs> character. He just isn't. But when it comes to my boy Cad Bane. One of the baddest bounty hunters in the galaxy. <laughs> that that guy's the dude. And uh, for the longest time, I've been always wanting like a figure of Cad Bane. I feel like that character just needs more love in general in the Star Wars universe, and I'm sure we'll get it. Um, Kijiji again. I, I hit this guy up late night, man. Everybody's been there. Everybody's been there. That late night Kijiji. Oh, man, I had a couple. Right? Let me. You tell know you. what I mean? When you're just there, it's <laughs> two o'clock, and you're just like, yo, I'll shoot this guy. Back. You you up, bro? <laughs> Yeah, you bro? Want trades? Troy's late night booty call. <laughs> yeah, man. So um, I hit this guy up, and he's like, you know what, man? It's on hold right now, but let me know in the morning if you're still interested, and I'll see what I can do. And I, I hit him up right away, and I was like, hey, man, I'm still down. I'll, I'll meet you after work. And sure enough, I went after work today, probably, I don't know, about 4, 4 p.m. our time, and uh, picked up Cad Bane black series and i just i love this Wicked. guy man he looks he looks good he looks really really good so that capped it off man that capped it off for me for my uh my couple weeks i think in uh in nerd wild yes, man wild that black series yeah. and i'm sure we're gonna hear about it a little later on when we talk about our favorite collectibles mm. of 2020 but i i've stepped back from it but man you have been full throttle and i freaking love it <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man. I tell you. Yeah, <laughs> I got a funny story that's going to pair up well with your uh, late night Kijiji booty call. No, no, let's hear it. <laughs> All right. Before we get to that, though, Sunny Man, you got uh, what looks like a new Detectives comic poster behind you? Uh, no? Yeah, that's actually uh, that's actually an old one. Uh, <laughs> been kind of looking to like cleanse out and clean out the room here, and I just saw it sitting in the closet, and I was like, I think someone could use this. Oh, it's, so it's so nicely in frame for the video. <laughs> I know. It's like I did that on purpose. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like my week's a nerd. Um, yeah. So like uh, leading up to Christmas, you know, I was dropping major hints. I was like, you know, like I still been like on that PS3. I was like, I need a new 4K player to like really capture the glory of 4K discs, right? Because I've been like future proofing myself for a while now, where if a movie comes out that I know I really want, I'll pick up the 4K version because it comes with the Blu ray. But then I can't watch the 4K version because I didn't have a 4K <laughs> player. But now I got one. And let me tell you, yeah. going from like Blu ray to DVD, you, you notice a jump in quality. It's a small jump. Actually, no, it's a, it's a substantial jump, but you do notice it. Man, going from 4K to Blu-ray, mm. it's like another world. Like, it is so crisp. It's like, oh, and the sound is better. I'm, like, never going back. I am a complete uh, believer in 4K. This is the wave of the future, at least until 8K gets here, which hopefully won't be for a while because I just upgraded to 4K. It's here, <laughs> but, man. It's here. Yeah, man. I know. I know. So, exclusively, like, year... exclusively on streaming services, you can get 8K. Oh, really? No, it's Interesting. A so it probably looks like my 4K <laughs> distance. <laughs> All your compression and your bit rates and your what, what you might call it. Um, but no, and then um, I was like, well, I got to get some movies. So leading up until Christmas, Amazon had a sale where it was originally buy two, get one free 4K movies on a select Paramount titles. 
but there was like a bug in the system so it was buy one get one free and like they just re- reduced a bunch as well so i kind of went a little bit crazy and i picked up like eight movies or something like all on 4k like i got like ninja turtles out of the shadows transformers gemini man uh picked up a couple tom cruise movies like mission impossible 6 um days of thunder top gun i got the steelbook of that in 4k and i can't wait to like sit down and give these a watch because you know i've been like just like looking at some scenes like i've watched a couple movies in 4k and i've noticed it but i've really like noticed it when i like put in a scene like for example the opening scene in ghost in the shell uh the live action uh that's when like i watched that i was like oh this is just amazing like this is just christmas like crispness like the colors everything was just beautifully shot beautifully done i was i was hooked i was like this is amazing um so yeah man like the 4k is is here to stay and um boxing day came and i ordered uh detective pikachu steelbook from the uk uh in 4k of course so i gotta watch that and then i was like well i'm gonna go do a quick run at best buy on like it was yesterday and it was like in the afternoon so i stopped by best buy but it was like long end up out the door i was like nuts to that man like i ain't waiting it's not worth it but there was a london drugs nearby and london (laughs) drugs price matches so i go to the london drugs and i end up picking up uh ready player one on 4k and uh and cats just because i think that movie looks hilarious (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think it looks hilarious i know it's not gonna be good but you know if i have a couple beers in me i might laugh my ass off and it might What's be so. I don't. I don't think beers are gonna do it. You're gonna be something a little yeah. bit. Uh, <laughs> Did you have a couple more beers herbal. when you went to London Drugs? I, I'm just. I'm off that cheetah high from Wonder Woman '84, and I'm like, how do I see this, but in a way worse version? And um, is it though? Is it? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> we'll get to that shade, next week, boys. <laughs> you should tell me next time you're gonna throw that shade, so I don't pack my sunscreen, Troy. Uh, the guy at London drugs and he's like this like elderly gentleman and he's working there and I'm like, yo, I, I know you guys price match. And he's like, yeah, we do. And I'm like, cool. Here's the movies on my phone. It's on amazon.ca. Here are the prices. Can you do it for me? And he, he, lo- he kind of looks at my phone and he goes, oh, we'll see about that. So then he like goes over to like a demo computer that they're selling at London drug drugs and like tries to log on to the amazon website and it's like not working and then he goes on to another one and it's he's like taking forever he's like amazon dot c looking for the letters i'm like bro it's right here on my phone like just look at my phone so we can get on we can do this transaction and i can get out of here and then he looks at it and he's like cats he's like (laughs) he, he searches cats and like a whole bunch of other shit comes up. <laughs> just cats like, oh, on the internet. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no. Yeah, I go, cats Blu-ray. He looks at it. This one says Blu-ray and DVD and digital code. Does this one come with that? And he's like looking at it. And it's like a substantial price discount. Like I paid nine bucks for it, but London Drugs was selling it for like 23 bucks. And he's like trying to like match determine if it's like the same one. Like, oh my God, man. Like, just give it to me. Oh, Finally, no. he like relents. Like it took like at least like 15 minutes just to do these price matches. I was like, buddy, like just let's get on and like, let's just get on with our lives. But he was just like looking at it. He added it to cart to make sure like it was in stock. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not, like, trying to, like, swindle you here. Like, if I was, like, a criminal mastermind trying to swindle a price, it wouldn't be on the Cats movie. 
You know what I mean? Poor old guy was probably just in shock because you were buying cats. Yeah, and well, this, like, this has been here the whole time. Is, yeah. Am I being punked here? <laughs> Where's the cameras? He like blow, he blows it off like the dust peers. It's like cats. It's like an old like tablet from like Indiana Jones or something. <laughs> so yeah, and so and then I got Ready Player One. Like that is probably you know I was talking about Steven Spielberg the other day on Twitter, but that is probably like, my favorite of his newer oh. films. Like I just absolutely yeah. love that film. I think it's stellar. Doesn't get enough recognition, but I cannot wait to see it in 4K. Like mm. I remember seeing it in theaters, being so blown away that I went. I took the next day off work and I went again in the morning in the theater and I bought a ticket and I watched it again and I was blown away again. Like, and I never do that. Like for me to see a movie in theaters back to back, that rarely happens. This thing is a masterpiece. I love it. And I think it'll age super well. And, yeah. oh man, I, I can talk all day about ready player one. Great so movie, those two are my, yeah. uh, and finally Troy, why did yeah. I suggest that movie to you yeah. instead of like, or <laughs> here's the other vendetta. you know he would be in a much tighter relationship if i yes, just sir. said hey, here's Troy, the other thing that's come out of uh the spielberg discussion on twitter troy and i are going to put into the universe the yeah. need for a nerd room hook retrospective yes uh, i am there 100 percent. yeah man oh, yeah. love that movie yeah me too Robert Williams, oh. stellar julia roberts oh that movie is just oh it's magic man magic <laughs> Finally, we agree in two movies. Like, what is this? We finally agree in movies at the end of the year. I guess it's just Spielberg. Took two hundred and fifty suggest- episodes, but here we are, two fifty one. <laughs> yeah. And you're agreeing. You gotta, you gotta hit Troy in that in the in the soft spot. The nineties movies. Nineties yeah. movies. Like, oh, w- was I a kid when I watched this? It's the best movie ever. <laughs> 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 that, that's a weakness. Does this involve puberty in any way or growing, coming of age? He's like, yes, yeah. I love it. Nineties and coming of age. That's like. A Venn diagram of like Troy's want, <laughs> like in the middle, like Troy's like Mount Rushmore movie. Yeah, if it involves puberty, or he watched it when he was going through puberty, <laughs> it's gonna be gold. It's gonna be gold. You're right. <laughs> there it is, man. He's got a soft spot. Make that Venn diagram on Twitter: '90s movies and coming-of-age teenage movies involving puberty, and then the crossover are Troy's like. If Troy doesn't like one of those movies that's crossed over, I would be surprised. They're, they're all like in his like top ten probably. <laughs> and you can put another circle there if they have training montages. All right, let's let's toss it to the goddamn Batman. How was how was your last couple of weeks in nerd, brother? They were pretty good. I'm trying to think. Like we recorded so much, like kind of yeah, the week before. <laughs> yeah, we did. And then we had like the gaps. So I don't know. Who, what I covered and what I didn't cover, but uh, yeah, you know, I'll just keep it to this last week, which would have Christmas in there and stuff. But um, got all caught up on comics, and one of the highlights was actually the King in Black. I was digging that event for Marvel, and it was kind of neat. Over the course of the year, I ended up reading like anything that even tangentially is going to end up connecting to this thing. So it's been kind of cool to see it finally come to fruition from all the way back when... Um, he did Silver Surfer Black, and then I've been reading Venom religiously all the way through. And yeah, it was cool. There was the first week had a bunch of tie-ins that were kind of ridiculous on the cash grab type spectrum <laughs> where it's like, we want to push these books, so let's add three panels that maybe tie to this event. Maybe they won't, and uh, they may or may not affect this thing going forward. But this week was super good, and I really enjoyed um, 
the second issue of the event and the Venom books that fell in there. So, yeah, curious to see where that goes. And then from King in Black, went to the Black King, showing up on my doorstep with this box of magical <laughs> figures. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like my brother was at my house just doing a Santa drive-by social distance Christmas with my kids. And uh, all of a sudden, Troy comes sneaking up bearing gifts like the three wise men there and uh we we tear into this box and there was treats in there for everybody like there's a superman for my daughter a wicked troy the boy custom justice league rebirth wonder woman in there for my wife yeah man um some batman hush villains which were awesome because i don't have a poison ivy for my arkham display right now so she went into that quite seamlessly and yeah and then i got the scarecrow who's probably the best version of the scarecrow that's ever been put to plastic but the piece de resistance was my youngest daughter who's a crazy spider-man fan loves the scarlet spider ben riley hoodie look and she's been bugging me for this figure forever. And I'm like, well, there's there's no way I can get it. You got to just kind of wait to see if they remake it or whatever. My man. Like, he, this guy put Santa Claus to shame. Craven. Yeah, she lost her mind. Because in there, in like kind of that retro card back, yeah. Scarlet Spidey. And oh. man, blew me away. But the, it, it was like she channeled him. Because the pose that this figure is in in her bedroom is super cool. So cool. She's got... Yeah, she's got like a bookshelf with like these kind of bubble brackets holding it up. And she's got the figure looking as though he's kind of tumbling upside down, shooting webs yeah. suspended from the bottom of the of the shelf there. And I was like, oh, you, you did you did Uncle Troy proud with that, <laughs> with that pose there. Too cool, man. Too cool. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the other thing was uh, Christmas. My wife gave me this super sweet Batwing uh desk lamp so it's like a scaled replica of the 89 batwing but underneath where the spotlight is on the on the actual batwing is like this super powerful led light so you can use it yeah it's super cool and it just looks so cool on like basically the arm that would be for a normal desk lamp but then like this perfect batman 89 batwing at the end of it and uh it's awesome it yeah, I ended up putting it just on my nightstand. Kind of drives my Wicked. wife nuts because it gets in the way of making the bed and stuff. But I was like, how, how can I not? How can I not? And she can't really say too much because it was her gift. So I'm like, ah, see, look how much I love this thing. It, it's right on our nightstand. And then, uh, yeah, from one flying apparatus to another, uh, uh, Star Wars Squadrons has been keeping me company as we go through. Cool this phase of uh of isolation in alberta and uh, yeah it's pretty cool it's a uh, it's a lot more unforgiving than battlefront 2 or any of the other stuff i've been playing lately but it's it's been neat to sit down and play because it's a throwback to playing like the old x-wing versus tie fighter games cool. back in the 90s on the my PC? dad's computer yeah <laughs> yeah so it, it's neat and you got to do all that stuff like determine where you want your um your energy to go or your either like your lasers or your shields or if you want to increase your maneuverability but uh yeah it it's cool and it's got a neat little backstory to it and stuff like that like guys like wedge show up and you your squadron joins up with the rogue squadron to take some stuff on and whatnot but yeah it was pretty neat and i ended up getting on a smoke show deal 
via the Boxing Day thing, kind of like Sunny did. So, yeah. And once I'm done it, Troy, if you want, it, it's all yours, baby. It's all yours. You <laughs> can join my, my MGS. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it too, man. That, that, that Metal Gear, man, that's dope. I got to post it actually behind me here, a little bit of it. So I can't wait to crack open uh, that DVD, the breakdown <laughs> oh, of, of Metal Gear. But when does, um, when does that take place, the Rogue Squadron in Star Wars? So the first level of it takes place right after the Battle of Yavin. And cool. and there's a there's a really cool um, kind of prologue that leads to the guy who ends up c- commanding your squadron and all that kind of stuff. So it's pretty neat spot for it to take place in, and you get to see a peek into the Empire and how they're doing business and the followed from the Battle of Yavin. And then uh, the main game takes place, which was super cool because it's post Battle of Endor mm-hmm. and it's the new Republic trying to get their feet under them. And they actually play on that a little bit where they're like, Oh, we're, are we the rebellion or are we the new Republic? And um, it, it's kind of neat to see this uncertainty and yeah. they're getting accustomed to be in the group. That's now the governance of the, of the galaxy kind of thing. So cool. yeah, it's neat, man. I'll, I'll slide it to you once I'm done. That's cool. That's it, cool. Uh, it may take a bit because man, I, I suck, but <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there. You'll get there. You got uh, you got a Patty Jenkins uh, Rogue Squadron coming up. Too, yeah, dude. that's right. Yeah. I gotta get I gotta get practice up for Patty. Yeah, you so. do, man. Maybe you have a <laughs> walk on cameo there or something. Yeah, that's right. Post my high score and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, man. I love that and and Craven coming through in a big way, man. This, he's he's oh. always there, man. He's uh, Chris Kringle of the Nerd World. <laughs> true, it's true. <laughs> Well, guys, I'll cap this one off. This has been a big one for us, and it's always great to see the kind of post-Christmas, post-holidays weeks of nerd and all that because I, I don't know if you guys do or not, but I do have a tendency sometimes to uh, to buy things before Christmas but not really tell anyone because I'm always concerned <laughs> that something will end up under the tree or Santa will bring something that I'm not quite aware of. And so I buy things when I see them on deep discount. And I got to say, Troy, he's been influential all around the table tonight. So he he pops up a, a picture in the DM to me, Dennis Nedry, the Amber series. And, you know, guys, I, I've been doing the retro thing this whole year going back and re- revisiting my youth and my childhood collections and all that. And I've stayed away from the Amber series. And basically what they are is they're the – the McFarlane's, the Black Series, the Legends of Jurassic Park, six-inch six scale. The, the sculpts are pretty good, not a hundred percent, but they're pretty good. They've done mostly dinosaurs, and he sends me this, and I'm like, ah, it's too much, forty bucks. I go on to Toys R Us, literally all of it's on deep discount, and so I've got like in my cart, I've got the Dilophosaurus, I've got Dennis Nedry, and then I'm looking around at the other stuff, and lo and behold, this two plus foot giant brachiosaurus shows up on deep discount i'm like well well i'm here (laughs) into the cart it goes and like i showed the guys earlier this thing is huge i opened it today with my girls it's taller than my youngest (laughs) yeah it's insane it's insane how big that thing it's it's because they've done this like jurassic park legacy collection as well and so they're doing dinosaurs from but in like this thing is not scaled, but it's pretty close to scale to your three and three quarter inch. Like it's a wicked figure. And for the price point, it just could not beat. So I end up with all this Jurassic Park stuff. It says, oh, I won't ship off to Christmas. It shows up on like the 23rd. 
<laughs> so I'm like pulling these boxes in, hiding them in the nerd room. You're like, <laughs> so I'm not supposed to be buying anything. And so that that's all good. So I fill out the Jurassic Park collection a little early there, and then we're gonna we're gonna leap over to Kijiji, and yeah, I, I've had some interesting experiences on Kijiji in the last couple of weeks, being off and. You know, we're in lockdown here in Alberta, and so I have, like, all these, you know, personal rules. I, I take a box. I put it in the driveway. I step back. They put the stuff in. them. Yeah, I do all this stuff, but that's the only way I got to continue the Kijiji hunt because I found for 20 bucks all six seasons on DVD of the TMNT original cartoon. Yes. In this, like, wicked, like, turtle van case and... 20 bucks. I could not turn it down. This thing is, I haven't watched them yet. My daughter and I are going to get into them here soon, but this, this thing must've went for well over a hundred bucks retail when it first came out a couple years ago. And they go between anywhere like a hundred to, to 200 online. And so I snagged that. And then, you know, sticking with turtles and <laughs> sticking with the, uh, the late night Kijiji booty calls. So uh, a week or two ago, whatever it was when Mando season two ended, we were recording with the Vigilante boys, having a time. You know, we're, we're tipping a few. We continue to tip a few after with Carlos from Tumbling Saber. And then as, as we're talking there, I'm looking through Kijiji, and what pops up is this TMNT 1989 figure lot. So, you know, it's like 1130 at night. I've had like a dozen beer. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, bro? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're looking pretty yeah, good. Yeah. 89 turtles. Yeah. Uh, 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 are these, uh, are like these still available? <laughs> like, and you know how there's like the auto populate things in Kijiji? It's like, are these still available? You know? And so, and then he responds back to me. Like, I'm not expecting it. And so I'm having this whole, I've bought a bunch of figures and then went to sleep and woke up in the morning and was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so i got you I, roll over in bed and they're just sitting there oh, like no. oh my god <laughs> so i like i i actually did pretty well for myself i got five figures six figures actually and a small weapons lot and that, that caps off the turtle retro hunt for for this year at least and you know this year's only a couple days more and of course 2021 is going to pick it up but uh so that was the tmnt side of it and then and then it come to christmas and i said at the top my my family and, and my wife and kids and everyone have always been so welcoming of my collecting and my passions and nerd and everything like that. And so they've always been very generous around the holiday season when it comes to building out the nerd room. And so this year, my wife hooks me up with the Iron Man bust Lego uh, from the MCU. Oh. Very, oh. very cool set. And then she also gets me the... Slave One Boba Fett 20th anniversary Lego set as well. Boy, and yeah. yes, and so I was super, super excited about that. And then my dad rolls up. You know, we did this whole virtual Christmas and all this. And he sends me out a one of the large 1990 TMNT Leonardos. He got me the Donnie and Raph for my birthday. So now I have three of the four turtles. And he got me all this Back to the Future stuff, including a replica letter, the letter that Marty sends Doc in Back to the Future 1, like all taped together and all this. Super Spoiler cool. alert. <laughs> yeah, okay, come on. I forgot. <laughs> Get <laughs> you out of here. You haven't seen it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Come on, man. I wish I could go back in time and not hear that. Now yeah. I don't even know. Now I know what's going on. Too, too bad, bro. <laughs> and he also got me the uh, the Marty McFly Hallmark 
Christmas ornament as well that was quite difficult to get. Hook me up with those. And then that sent me down another whole rabbit hole because now I've decided that I need to add Back to the Future onto the side of the nerd room here. And I'm, I'm creating more shelves and all this. And I'm up at the local this past week. And what do I see is the ultimate NECA Biff, Biff Tannen. Mm. All right, into the card it goes. Thanks a lot, Marty. <laughs> on the way, I'm walking out. And then on the side, oh, a couple tournament TMNT retro Funkos. Okay, into the cart. They go. <laughs> so <laughs> I, it's, it's so funny because, and we're going to talk about it here in a few minutes. I, I look at what my last couple of weeks have been like all over the place. But the amount of fun I've had buying this stuff has been off the charts. Like, I'll post a picture on our Instagram of all this random stuff that I just talked about. It is the most fun I've had collecting probably ever outside of like the experience collecting, like the stuff that you and I had done, Troy, Force Fridays and all that. Yeah, this man. this has been unbelievable this year. And like the way that my dad and I have reconnected in such a huge way through Back to the Future, through TMNT and Ghostbusters and everything. It's it's been it's been something that I will never forget. And if this year was a normal year, I don't know if that would have happened. And, and I'm super thankful for that aspect of 2020 is that it's allowed me to reconnect two old franchises, but to even my wife and my mom and my dad in a very different way. And in a way that I hadn't connected with them in a long time. And they, they're never, they don't get the star Wars and Marvel thing, but they get the TMNT ghostbusters, Jurassic park back to the future thing. And so it's yeah. so cool that 2020 has brought that to me. And I like, I'm super thankful for that. But well said, uh, well yeah, it's crazy. And so with that, let's let's jump into 2020, guys. Like we've all had these wild experiences. We're here, like Carlos said, on second lockdown in Alberta and everything's closed except for seemingly all the places where you can pick up toys. <laughs> <laughs> but but 2020 has been a weird year and it's been an unprecedented year and things have changed a lot in what is a year, but it's only been like. 10 months of this guys it feels like we've been in this for two three years we've, mm-hmm. we've had no marvel studios films since far from home year and a half guys longest yeah. we've gone with an mcu property since 2009 we had no star wars films this year first time since 2015 now that's not a result of the pandemic but it's still a weird year that we don't have star wars on the big screen yes we have it on the small screen san diego comic-con celebration new york comic-con every convention canceled gone non-existent i was supposed to go to celebration this year and for the second year in a row i've been unable to go to celebration (laughs) so (laughs) we've also had kind of the unprecedented closure of movie theaters movie theaters guys film is something that we spend an enormous amount of time in the nerd room talking about whether it's the build-up the trailers the releases the fallout and what's next for every franchise that we dissect here week on week out and that's changed this year. We, we've done a lot of retro reviews in the nerd room here. We've reviewed things like TMNT. We've reviewed some crazy stuff, or we're going to review some crazy stuff in Galaxy Quest coming up here in the not-too-distant <laughs> future. <laughs> yeah, thanks, G. So it, it, it's been a, a different year in that. And because we've seen the theaters close and sporadically maintain some semblance of operations while kind of meandering through this pandemic, We've also seen the real rapid rise of streaming services. Now, they've always been present, or not always, but in the last couple of years, they've become a real force. 
And you go back maybe a year in these episodes, and we're talking about the rise of the streaming services, the streaming services war that is pending, that is brewing here between some of these companies. And this pandemic has really pushed that to what is now rapid growth in that environment. We saw temples fall. Mulan, Onward, Soul, Wonder Woman 84, all had modified releases that heavily involved streaming services. And that is a game changer for 2020, guys. That, that's changed it, much to this May of most of us on the podcast here and really to the theater industry. Things are going to be different. I think, personally, I don't think they're going back. And now that's had an unprecedented effect. I've, I've said that word several times, but that's the only way I can explain it. On the box office, the box office is something that we dissect here, we talk about, we even bet on in the nerd room. <laughs> and this year has completely thrown us for a loop because in any other year, you'd expect upwards, I believe domestically, you're looking at 10 to $11 billion gross domestically at the box office. This year was two. Whew. Two. So we're seeing a substantial drop in the box office takes. Now, guys, when we did our box office 2020 pool, would you at the end, would you have ever predicted, the answer is going to be no, that <laughs> Bad Boys for Life would be the only film to gross over $200 million domestically and would be the number one film at the 2020 box office? I would probably ask what you were smoking. Yes. <laughs> Three of the top five grocers in 2020 debuted in 2019. Uh -huh. Star Wars still claims number five spot in 2020. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker <laughs> for gross dollars in the year. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is number five. Jumanji is oh. number four. Sonic the Hedgehog is number three. 1917 is number two and bad boys for life is your box office champion for this year i don't and this again one room yes is in theaters i don't think it's gonna outgross bad boys for life it's not gonna make 200 million dollars i'm sorry guys that's what you think it is what i think <laughs> <laughs> so what, what does this mean what does this mean for us for the box office fantasy pool it means that i don't lose <laughs> <laughs> this because is true. Because had movies come out, which was my whole goal, because I did not want that janky enchantress figure in my house. <laughs> I've got it right so here, guys. That... I forgot about it's that. It's been sitting beside me yeah. for a year. Oh, you're not going to forget about it, Sanjay, because it. it's going to be right on that shelf next to you. Well, we have a, we have a bit of a dilemma tonight. here, guys. We have a bit of a dilemma. So I'm gonna I'm gonna preemptively announce this year's winner of the Golden Spidey Award for the winner. Of the Nerd Room Fantasy Box Office Pool. And that goes to the goddamn Batman. Yeah. Oh, seriously? There he is. There it is. So, Carlos wins right now, currently, with $145 million. <laughs> Less than bad boys made. <laughs> with two of his Fair five enough. films that actually debuted in theater, with Onward and Birds of Prey. Yes. Oh, Birds of Prey. You know, we were all like saying when it came out and it didn't do go so good that opening weekend. Who would have known? That's what it took. That's all wow. it took was just Birds of Prey. That's right. I'm going to go make myself an egg sandwich right now. You should. You should. <laughs> the champion <laughs> is the goddamn Batman. So that's going to be residing in the Batcave for the next year. 
I came in yeah. a distant second. Right now, I have $63 million mm. with Tenant and one Room 84. Again, one Room 84 might say, even if it pulls in $90 million, I'm still short. <laughs> I don't think it's going to do my 90 no. So we're going to declare Carlos the winner. But Yes. That, that's I'm huge. more curious about the loser. I'm excited that's, about that's winning. This, this, but... So for the first time since the trophy debuted in the nerd room, it is going to land somewhere other than Troy. (laughs) (laughs) He is the two-time champ, and Carlos will now get his name inscribed on the bottom of the Golden Spidey. But we have a problem here, Carlos. We have a problem. Both Troy and Sanjay had zero movies <laughs> debut. I'm gonna rent out a theater and just pick one of my movies, so I win with like 300 bucks or something. <laughs> now, now Troy had Black Widow, Soul, Ghostbusters yeah. Afterlife, Morbius, and Jungle Cruise. None of which oh. came out this year. Well, Soul did to streaming, mm-hmm. and then Sanjay had Eternals, Minions 2, Fast and the Furious 9, Godzilla vs King Kong, and that dragon movie from Disney. I can't remember what it's called. Rhea. <laughs> Rhea, thank you. I picked yeah. it, and I still don't remember what it's called. <laughs> so so what do we do here, guys? We've got two zeros. <laughs> yes. Go figure. Two zeros this year. Oh, yes. I think Troy might get like eight bucks on the board, though, because Soul has to have got some kind of theatrical release somewhere. Some kind huh? of subscribers. And plus, Sunny loves, loves Suicide Squad. Loves it. <laughs> so why not? <laughs> Why not give it to the guy that loves? <laughs> That's, that'd be too easy, right? It's, like it's supposed to be like a like a burden, right? Like a shackle. Like, why do I have to carry that weight if I'm like gonna play with Enchantress? <laughs> you know, like that. It's mint in box, cry. brother. You gotta keep it in box. <laughs> you gotta keep it. In- I wanna play with it. I even put a nerd room sticker on it. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll paint it. You painted one gold. I'll paint this one. I don't know. And I, I left. I left the price on the back. It's two ninety nine. Pay two ninety nine for that? That's a steal. Did they have any more? This was like well over a year ago. So <laughs> the, probably yes. Those stickers <laughs> are so bad. I saw the Batman one and I passed on it. <laughs> Even for the two ninety nine price point. So yeah, it's if, if the Batman passes on any Batman figure, you know it's not worth buying. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's how bad this one is. So I I don't know how to do this. I I think and. We're a democracy here in the nerd room. But I think we're going to leave this to the listeners. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to be Troy. Oh, it's man, like, people, come on, man. People know I don't mess with this movie. Yeah. So for sure, they're going to be like, you know what? Let's give it to this guy. Let's give it to the guy that hates on Shazam the most. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know this. what, though? I got I to have Sunny back because how, how are you going to run a popularity contest? There's people that don't even listen to us that are like, yo, Troy. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to enlist the help of Grabs, you know, like Sir Grabs. He's going to start a Twitter campaign for me. He's oh, my campaign PS5 manager. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this is this is the thing. I think as a democracy, we'd give it to Sanjay. And I think as a listener base, Sanjay's probably getting you it. So it's more fun <laughs> Sir Grabs, Sir to, Grabs, to engage the listenership to see if Sanjay can pull out a W on this one. Yes. So I'm gonna, we're going to put it to what, listeners. I think I think what we should do is like to make sure Troy gets it. The loser has to do the the Enchantress dance, wearing the same outfit as Enchantress in Suicide Squad. Sonny, you, you know there's a real possibility that you're going to lose, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna vote for me, 
So in that way, they're like, oh, I get to see Troy do that dance? Hell yeah. Right? <laughs> so... Uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm going to create a whole bunch of fake Twitter accounts, if that's the case. <laughs> My name is Tom. Um, no relation to him. That's my dad's name. <laughs> he, wanted, he wanted my daughter yes, to be named Tammy. That didn't happen. That been- there you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there it is, guys. There's going to be a listener poll going up here to vote for this year's winner of the Enchantress basement cool. figure. I'm for sorry. the Nerd Room, a box office <laughs> fantasy pool. And I'll also post the winner. I don't have the results quite yet because it's actually quite close. So maybe next week we'll talk about it once we have better figures on one Woman 84 of the listener version of the Nerd Room box office fantasy pool where there's a big, believe, 2025 entrance. And uh, we'll announce the winner possibly if it's, if it's, if we can call it, we'll announce it. And we'll also announce the prize that goes with it. So tune in next week or maybe the week after guys actually because next week's 10184 so the week after we'll do that but there it is there's a box office fantasy pool but you know what guys 2020 wasn't all doom and gloom it wasn't all substantial decreases in box office pulls for <laughs> studios and the apparent absence of, of certain franchises there were some really great things that came out of 2020 look troy has chronicled it and carlos through the whole year, McFarlane, Black Series, and Legends have been absolutely unbelievable. In a year where you go back to episode 202, I said it's going to be a slow year for Legends and Black Series because there's there's not a lot of movies coming out. Well, that wasn't true, and McFarlane has put out a, what, like I've been making fun of it for what is weeks now, but they've been putting out literally a new wave a week. It feels like <laughs> we 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 got Clone Wars season seven. Mm. capping out Ahsoka story in that part of the timeline. We got 1084 day and date drop where I haven't seen it yet, but everyone else has on the podcast here. <laughs> we got DC fandom. Come on guys. Probably mm. the, the digital highlight for a convention of the entire year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely unbelievable what they were able to pull together and execute in a relatively short amount of time and engage a completely brand new, or what I'm calling a brand new fan base in a very different way. We got the rise of the streaming service. As much as it has hurt the box office and the theatrical experience that we all love, it has changed the game where we're seeing movies like Soul, Mulan, Water Room 84 in a very different way. But in some cases, you know, there's there's some upside there, I think. We saw even just a couple weeks ago at Disney Investors Day what Star Wars and Marvel are going to look like here in 2021. We're going to get six shows in 2021. We're going to get three, four movies. We've got Star Wars, 10 shows over the next couple of years. And I'm not leaving this one out, guys. We had Mandalorian Season 2. Absolutely unbelievable. Where we saw characters like Ahsoka, Boba Fett. I'm not going to mention the last one here because, Troy, i got to let him, again, speak that into existence. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we had something that some will say is the best stars we've seen in the last five years. This guy will say it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it went next that. level. Come at me. Come at me. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of really great stuff that came out of 2020. And I'm sure I'm missing some things. But but for you guys, what what was your nerd like in 2020? And what were your personal 
highlights. Again, we're going to go through our, our top three collectibles or our favorite collectibles and our favorite nerd media. But as a whole, Troy, yeah, what did your nerd look like in 2020 and, and where did it change or did it change? Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's been a roller coaster. You know, um, it all kicked off with the change from my man, Sonny. Sonny, you know, Sonny uh, was whispering TMNT, TMNT. You got to check out this comic book, TMNT. And I'm like, yeah, I haven't messed with Turtles in a long time. But yeah, okay, this looks pretty cool. And I've always kind of wanted to get back into Turtles. And it was the end of this huge arc, but it was like TMNT 100, I think you were saying, was like the jump-in point, or maybe 99? Uh, 101. 101. Yeah. 101, and I remember I was going to uh, Hawaii, but I picked up 101, and I was like, oh, I'll pick up 100, and I think I'll pick up 99 too, just to get some backstory. And I picked it up, and I fell in love with the series, and I've been just going nuts with the Turtle comics ever since. And I think just before then, I picked up the NECA Turtle, so I was already kind of walking that line. But Sunny really pushed me to be like, you know what, man, like, there's a new creator on, on Spider-Man, and not all the comic books that I've been reading are hitting on all cylinders. So that kind of made me jump out of my comfort zone and check out new material. So Sonny, thank you for that, man. Because yeah, I was, I was messing with turtles. And then I also have some movies to recommend to you if you want as well, <laughs> but uh, we can wait till after the podcast. For yeah. 2021 is pretty close. So I mean, <laughs> you know, one, one year at a time, right? I mean, <laughs> but no, um, and then grabs, grabs and calls to the pushing like saga, saga, saga. You got to check it out. And, um, I checked out Saga, and I, I was blown away by this book. I think you guys have enough, probably are sick and tired of hearing me go on and on about it, but that book has just been something else. I'm getting my wife to check it out because that book is just – it's a game changer for me on all accounts. So um, that yeah, was – I know why you're getting your wife to check it out. Oh, well, yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what can I, what can yeah. I say about that book? I mean, jeez. Let me get the horns, honey. <laughs> <laughs> you put on the fairy get wings. wings. I'll get the horns. And... Yeah, so, um, no, uh, but so basically where I'm going at is uh, my diversity in comics have, has totally expanded. Mm -hmm. um, the content that we've gotten, Disney Plus, um, I know I haven't been like the biggest like poster boy for Disney Plus, but man, like Mandalorian, not, well, Mandalorian was 20, well, that was been before, 2021. That would have been 2019, the first season of Mandalorian, right? Mm -hmm. But Star Wars Rebels, season seven, back with Filoni, delivering, man. Um, my boy Anakin was rising and shining in that, but Ahsoka. Ahsoka yeah. was complete and fulfilled in that. She had and a year. She had a year. She, she had a year, man. You know, they, they gave us the hot toy of her, which I can't wait for. They gave us more action figures of that character. But they dug deep, man. I've mentioned it so many times. Like they took this character from that Clone Wars movie that wasn't hugely accepted, and they really just grown her. Kind of like Luke, in a, in a sense. Not like accepted-wise, but when you see Luke in Episode Four, he's kind of a whiny, whatever, bratty kid. And then when we see where Luke is now, well, not now now, but like <laughs> uh, Mandalorian <laughs> Season 2 or whatever, right? We'll get there. It's uh, it, it's phenomenal. So um, I, th I think it's just been a really cool turnaround in, in Star Wars, not just for like content, but for fandom. It, mm -hmm. Everyone's really just praising uh, the, the world of, of, of Star Wars. But there's just been so many cool things, man. Different different um, writers on comic books as well. Like we got like the whole um, X of Swords, which has been fantastic. We've had 
James Tien or Tien on um, Batman, which I really, really kind of um, just just loved, just adored. There's just been so many cool things. The Boy season two has struck hard. I think there's just been so many cool things for for Nerdum in 2020, man. Uh, and the figures, I mean, man, I, I don't know where to begin because like McFarlane, his stuff has been pumping out, and it's been it's been so much fun collecting those things. The Marvel Legends have been phenomenal. Uh, the Hot Toys have been phenomenal. And the Black Series. The Black Series for me has really turned around because the Black Series for a minute is kind of like, uh, like the articulation is kind of not doing it for me like it used to uh, compared to all the other toys. And then they kind of like, you know, did a, a different change. And like the <clears throat> they did a different change, like the box art and then the, the characters they're giving us. They kind of went away from like the like the newer movies and they went towards like, I guess like, the act or the uh, the animated series they went to like back catalogs of old films like return mm. of the jedi we got the 40th anniversary obviously but we just kind of been exploring more of the lore of star wars i mean we got freaking um darth nihilus yeah. from uh kotar 2 which is just so cool so they've really just kind of gone every route with uh with the star wars figures in the black series realm um so yeah man for me 2020 has just been really really cool when it comes to like the geek nerd stuff man awesome yeah, it's been a crazy year, and like from my perspective, watching you go through this year as we've changed, it's for a lot. It's been about the comic books for you, and I've yeah. loved hearing you diversify. And that's a key, been a key thing for me too. Is this year has allowed I think all of us to diversify our nerd in a major, major way. We were very pigeonholed at times on particular franchises and that. And because of the lack of content, and this is another highlight for 2020, it's allowed us all to pull back yes, and reframe what we love and what we accept into that circle. Because it's hard sometimes with Star Wars and Marvel especially, which you and I had our blinders up for a little while on. Definitely. Because there's so much content coming out all the time, and that's all you can handle. And yep. then you pull it back a little bit, and, and things have dramatically changed. Now, Big time. What about you, Batman? What about you, Carlos? Like, what has your nerd look like in 2020? And what are some of your personal highlights? Oh, man, like the big change is getting pulled down under the water and reemerged in that fig light. <laughs> I love like, it. Like, you guys kind of pushing, pushing, and then Uncle Todd just coming and being like the hand of God, pushing me underwater. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, yeah, I'll mess with those first figures. And like, he kind of teased them, and I was like, ah, there's so many here that this is kind of a year's worth, and there's like the 16 or whatever, the first 12 or whatnot it was. So I was like, yeah, over the course of the year, we'll see all these, and maybe I'll buy four or five of them. And no, lo and behold, he ends up going on this wave-a-week-type release schedule, <laughs> and there's no bad figures. They're all amazing. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been cool. Like, it's been fun to go on the hunt, and it's been cool to have Darth Goody looking out for me and making yeah. sure I got that Thomas Wayne because he was exclusive and um, to just even having my wife manage the Amazon pre-orders and stuff <laughs> like that because uh, the account's in her name and uh, I've I've loved that's yeah, bad news man <laughs> yeah no I know but it's been it's been fun and it's like the figures well and the other big thing is that, yeah, I've collected figures before and I have a pretty sweet collection, but it's all in box and boxed up somewhere. But with these, it was like the kind of, that was the only caveat 
with my wife when I started messing with them was just take them out of the box and like mm-hmm. I don't want the house to turn into a store kind of thing and uh I'm enjoying collecting action figures more than I ever have in like decades of doing this thing because like I, I love busting them out I love posing them I love taking the pictures of them yeah and yeah like setting up these little displays here and there and like you buggers, I had to go buy shelves to put these freaking <laughs> figures on because, like, I'm like, shoot, I'm running out of room and I'm taking them out of the box, too. But, man, like, I, I just love it. Like, these crazy death metal figures, if you had told me last year that I'd be buying them, I'd say there's no way. But then I have, like, literally Toys R Us boxes stacked up to eye level <laughs> on my front doorstep one day because I was trying to collect all the, the exclusive ones that were seemingly impossible to get people's your hands on at the time but uh yeah it's awesome and i like love them so much like it's these cool versions of the characters that like being a statue collector it's like i like this but i'm not going to spend one two three five hundred bucks on a statue of it but i can have this physical manifestation of the batman who laughs in my collection and it's like i do love them like i find myself it's like oh new metal book came out and then like i sit in the chair that's closest to where my metal figures are at because it's just <laughs> just the way it goes and uh yeah so that's that's kind of been the big change and highlight for me um like i loved dc fandom and what it did and what it did kind of for the dc consciousness like that might have come undone a little bit uh, over this last <laughs> week but like it was a cool event and it kind of brought the it brought the community together and it showed it really showcased DC as being their own thing Mm -hmm. and that they're not trying to do what Disney and Marvel are doing. And it kind of opened more people's eyes to that because I think it's always been like an unfair position where it's like, well, you got to do what these guys are doing. And they're like, well, we're not about that. Like that's not our, our game and that's not how we try and do business. And that was a cool event and it was neat to see where they were going and, I appreciate that to go backwards a little bit to go forward, but you know, once we kind of get our way out of this cul-de-sac, everything will be moving forward in an awesome direction and it'll, it'll be wicked. It'll be wicked. And then, you know, to close that event out with that absolutely mind blowing patents in the Batman trailer, oh. like <coughs> it's insane. Like, honestly, I think for every day of quarantine, I've watched that trailer twice. Like, maybe not twice in that one day, but there's some days that I watch it nine times. And it's like, it's just the way it goes. Like, that, just amazing. Just amazing to me and to be able to look forward to that. And just, like, little small moments. It's like this kind of uncertain film that we had teased years back coming from Matt Reeves has started to manifest and then going to Tenet and Troy and I looking at each other and oh. like disrupting everybody in the theater as we look at each other and go, Bruce! At the yes. same time. Yes. Oh, <laughs> the best. <laughs> yeah. During this one scene, that was awesome. But honestly, the biggest highlight for nerd for me in 2020 is the podcast. Like, I wasn't sitting in this chair 2019 in the podcast, but like, this has been amazing and like the pandemic never really got me down because like every week we get to come and geek out and Mm -hmm. it's like as close to hanging out with your buddies as you can and it's been amazing and the opportunities that that it's opened up like I go from kind of being this time last year this 
kind of weirdo who shows up to come see Aquaman with you guys <laughs> to uh, be in a mainstay on the podcast and then to be able to collaborate with like the Batman on film guys that's straight out of Gotham and the Let's Go guys and with Vigilante 1939 podcast and being invited to like their events that's crazy that's it's been nuts and it's been like such a cool ride and like the collecting and everything else is cool but like to just be able to celebrate nerd and bask in it and to have this kind of tangible contribution to it that anybody can access has been amazing so that's like far and away the number one highlight and like gotta thank you guys and like tim for welcoming me into the nerd room and yeah that like that'll be the highlight of the decade i'm sure but yeah 2020 that's it yeah that's gotta be gonna make me cry man that's awesome it's one of the best decisions we ever made bringing you onto this podcast and you're still on trial though right (laughs) like we can cut you at any time so (laughs) (laughs) you're still on probation for a year buddy You can't cut the goddamn Batman. <laughs> no, man. You're going to look like that guy at the end of the Batman trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, I motion that we remove Carlos from the podcast. <laughs> Sonny just dropped off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. And, and to your point about, about the podcast, too, and we talked a bit about this in 250, about, about what it's been for us over the last five years and the changes that we've gone through. But the one thing that's always been consistent is the camaraderie around that. And I think, and I agree with you, that in the absence of this podcast, this pandemic becomes exponentially harder for me. Um, like, like you said, being able to consistently come down here, sit with you guys, like we're at the table, like we used to every Tuesdays, and and just get into it and forget about the world that escapism of it all. Like that, that has been. I agree with you, man. It's been a huge highlight for me too, and it's been a way that like we can still connect with each other. It's I, I feel like I'm in the room with you guys still, which is awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like the digital thing hasn't been a barrier. It's like it the feel is the exact same without the drive and the farts. Like that's about it. Like, <laughs> and that chair that got everyone pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and to piggyback off that too, um, you know, a really cool highlight, and it's been it's so fun. Like we DM all the time, all four mm. of us, and it, and it's awesome. But D- DC fandom and the Star Wars or or the Disney yeah. Investors Day. That is like an event, man. I feel like we're all like at one person's crib talking back and forth because we're just DMing like nonstop, like with all the information, like the highlights and the new like announcements going on. And it's just like immediately like responsive. It's it's so much fun. So for me, that's been like a major, major fun time on the DMs. It's always a fun time on the DMs. But that time, man, I got goosebumps because we are just losing our minds <laughs> over these phones it's it's it was, awesome yeah man. It's, it's awesome cool yeah that, that was amazing and it yeah. was like it's so fast and furious there was yeah. times that i was like typing something i was like oh it's already been said so i'm like <laughs> deleting my yeah. my message it's just like i'll get caught yeah. up in a second yeah sometimes yeah. i just have to go to gifts and just be like this is my reaction <laughs> yeah <laughs> What what about you, Sonny, man? You, I think, out of anyone, have been the most consistent in your collecting, but you walked into a new nerd room in early part of 2020, and you're sitting in I'm glad, like, I got you guys to help me move before the pandemic (laughs) struck. I didn't help. So thanks, guys. (laughs) That's all true, Carlos. (laughs) Well, it's funny. I had to laugh because you posted that picture of Travolta dancing, and you're like, this is going to be me after I get my vaccination and hit in the club again. Yeah. And call like it was my wife that actually showed it, showed me your post. 
I was like, how is he going to dance like that with his bad back? Or is that just a ploy to get me to move all the heavy crap at your house? It was all a bruise. You guys taught me. My back is fine. Little did you know I'm a champion dancer. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait, man. Can't wait. <laughs> but, yeah, man. But, but given like you moved into a new room, you got yourself set up there. And like you've chronicled through this this year is it's your real step towards 4K and not buying a Disney Plus subscription much to you know our, our attempts and the dismay of myself trying to, to get you there hasn't worked man but but what has worked for you in 2020 yeah man it's been a, it's been a weird year obviously um came into this new house and um took over the basement and you know i literally have a room now full of like all my movies and um just been adding shelves and just been like picking up movies like mad it's just been it's been a year where you just like kind of just like floating through because like you couldn't really go to stores for like a while there, so it was like this pent up, not it's like it was like this pent up like willingness to like spend or like go out and get stuff. So like, um, you know, I tried to like as much as possible stay away from Amazon because those guys are like crushing it and everything and try to support local. But it was just so easy when you were just like stuck at home and you couldn't go out like. You know, at the beginning of this thing, like, shit, man, you didn't know if, like, just even going to Walmart, like, what that could do if you got this virus, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so just knowing that, I was just like, okay, well, you know, stay away. And then, like, once you slowly start, like, venturing out, it was just, like, such a weird thing. Like, it felt like being in, like, a post-apocalyptic movie in a way, right? Where you're just, like, you have, like, these gloves, you have this mask, and you're just, like, going out. And then I remember, like, going to Walmart and getting groceries but i was like should i even go to the movie section should i even go to the figure section i was like no i should just go straight home and i was like "Uh, i'm already here you know (laughs) i'm like i did pick up like the groceries for the week so the virus ain't here it's probably not over there (laughs) right i was like well let me just see like what what's the harm and just going and then like it was just like a floodgate open like just picking up the stuff that like you know it's just like okay well Oh, this movie's like four ninety nine. Okay, well, this movie here, and it it was just a lot of movies and a lot of movies that like typically I wouldn't wouldn't get, but I just heard like good good reviews or good stuff about them, so I ended up picking them up and just really trying to be like open minded about like everything and be like, okay, let's just you know this this isn't my jam, but let's just see. And um, a big thing that I ended up do getting into was like the collector sets. Like you know, I've been a big steelbook guy forever here but like wb canada has just been like lax in the steelbook game like we didn't even get a steelbook for joker like like a movie that got nominated for best picture and made a billion dollars at the box office they couldn't be bothered to sending a steelbook up north like and this was you know this may have been pre-pandemic but like it may have been like early on but like they haven't sent steelbooks for like over a year now so it had nothing to do with that they're just like ignoring us or something so going that, out getting that, that but steel dispute in nafta or what was yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like three bucks more here and they're refusing to do it or something <laughs> um but yeah man like so so definitely getting like some more collector's editions like i got um dawn of the dead the 4k set from the uk uh getting into the arrow video line so i got like mall rats um the special blu-ray set i'm um, going in like the scream and shout factory so films like Creepshow came in there. 
um, you know, um, My Bloody Valentine, um, stuff like that, that are just like 80s horror films or like stuff that's hard to find, you know, on Blu-ray, stuff like April Fool's Day, um, and then like The Witches, um, I got that in the collector set, uh, the, the original, not the remake, I haven't seen that yet, um, but like the original, I got that in the collector set, so I really tried to focus my set as much as I could, my collecting on movies is just like premium editions, you know, not just so much like the, uh, the regular stuff is just like, okay, well this film, yeah, maybe I can get it, but I'll either get it on 4k or I'll get like the premium edition. So I really like try to put, uh, an emphasis on quality over quantity. And, um, Honestly, like a big thing for me was watching movies this year because there's like nothing else to do, right? So like just going once the kids are in bed and throwing on a movie, you know, I must have done that like like every day for like months. Like I watched a ton of movies this year. And, and the cool thing with working from home as well is like, okay, I'm working from home. I'm going to grab a lunch. But you just like throw on a movie and then you watch it and then you're like, okay, I'll come back like before uh, <laughs> tomorrow and I'll just like finish it up. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like I was ended up like I, I, I knocked. Oh, yeah. How could I forget? I knocked the whole Scream Factory Friday the 13th box set. So that was another big premium edition that came with all uh, 12 Friday the 13th films. And I knocked all 12 of those out. And, and that's like a big accomplishment for me, because normally when I pick up like a set, I don't it takes me a long time to watch. Like I'm still like trying to get through some of the sets that I got like earlier, but, but this one I was able to knock it out in like a couple months. So I was pretty happy with that. So for me, it was just like, it was just like movies were a nice escape from like what was going on in the real world. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just like, okay, when I throw on Friday the 13th part three, you know, they don't have to deal with COVID. They have to deal with Jason, <laughs> you know? And, uh, that, that's scary, but like they didn't have to deal with COVID and they, they weren't wearing masks. <laughs> I guess that's the positive way to look at it. <laughs> right? Like, you know, but not even just like horror movies, just like other movies and stuff in life. It's just like, okay, well, in, in their world, they don't have COVID, so they don't have to deal with it. Yeah, so but, it was but some nice. Some of them have zombies and stuff. Like, yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, those were There's like. No vaccination for zombies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then like Dawn of the Dead, like that's. Uh, you know, I came to realize with everything, the most unrealistic part of Dawn of the Dead is that they closed the shopping malls when zombies were attacking. <laughs> you know? keep I think open. those would stay open, knowing what I know now with COVID. <laughs> They'd find a way to keep those open. At <laughs> <That> all costs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, that was me. Comics, unfortunately, took a back burner this year. Uh, I'm not going to lie. There was only four titles I consistently read. That was Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. And I did dig them. Justice League Dark was kind of like, you know, I read that for a bit. Um, and I dug them. But it's just like, I just kind of fell by the wayside. I got to the point where I was so far behind that I just like, I don't even know how to catch up on Justice League. You know, like, I don't even know how to catch up on uh, actually comics or um, I can't even think of some of my other titles. Oh, and Ninja Turtles, of course, is one that I, I've been reading constantly. So... For me, comics took a bit of a back burner, but I'm hoping, you know, I've slowly as 2021 comes up, I've been slowly making more of an effort, not just by the end of the day, just to throw on a movie and then, you know, not have time to read. I've been making more of an effort to read. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Well, in a couple of weeks, you'll have an opportunity to give us your nerdier resolutions. Oh, a little foreshadowing? A little bit, a little bit, a little bit of a tease. 
so yeah it, it's it's been cool watching watching you actually dip back into movies and you've been the staunch supporter of course of that experience in the theaters and of the physical media part of it where myself yeah. i'm uh <laughs> i'm drake's kool-aid I did make it to the theater for i think three films <clears throat> two pre-pandemic and one post-pandemic so you know i saw tenet in theaters which was dope and i saw birds of prey and invisible man in theaters i don't um, think oh. i went to the movie theater this year Oh, is that a first for you? Like, oh no, I saw Birds of Prey. No, I did not. I saw that digitally. Uh, no, you bought that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. First time probably in my life. Other uh, like as of like five, probably in the last at least twenty years, I haven't gone to see a film in in theaters. Did not realize that until this very moment. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, yeah. And and for me, guys, for for this year, as I said earlier, and to really pick up on your thread there, Troy, it's been about diversification for me. At the start of this year, if you had told me by the end of the year, you would have been you'll be a major TMNT Ghostbuster retro collector, I would have been like, eh, something crazy must have happened in 2020. Well, here we are. And to be honest with you guys and honest with the listeners too, I've struggled a bit with this pandemic. I've really pulled back on the hunt in the store. I, I don't still don't love going out to, to big shops or big stores. I do dip into the local because I do like supporting that. But my, my hunt migrated into something completely different this year. And it was at the lead of Craven here. It was Kijiji, man. <laughs> I had to adopt that mantra. Ain't no shame in my Kijiji game. And that's become my prime focus. And that has become my prime focus because I had this major shift in my collecting focus. And that is has to be a, a big thank you, maybe, to the goddamn Batman and his family. Because, look, we're going into lockdown in whatever it was, April. And I get a delivery in my front door. It's a box, a vintage box, full of vintage TMNT figures from 89. I collected these as a kid. This was my my first true like love as a kid when it comes to cartoons, was TMNT figures, cartoons, everything. I hadn't really thought about them, to be honest with you, in decades it was never on my radar to go back and collect this stuff i was a marvel star wars guy legends black series memorabilia these type of things that's what my focus was and this changed the game for me that that one little box that i think carlos you said really came out of a christmas dinner and you pluck in these figures out right yeah well that's what it was is we were at my wife's aunt's place and yeah, her kids are are long since grown, and but my nephews are there, and uh, she pulled out his old toys for them to play with, and I was like, "There's great stuff in here. You abominations are going to be able to <laughs> destroy these." So, I, I kind of saved them all and put them all off to the side, and I just kind of said to her in passing, "I was like, just so you know, like there's people that collect some of that stuff, so it's probably not a good idea to put it out for the savages to destroy," and. Um, <laughs> I just kind of left it at that. And then a couple of weeks later, um, her son sent me a message and said, like, you can take them, get them to a good home and just, yeah, I don't want anything for them. Just, you know, whatever you get, make a donation to charity or whatever you want to do kind of thing. And yeah, they ended up on Tim's doorstep. So you were happy. You guys made some kids happy for dreams take flight here in the city. And uh, off we go. Yeah. Off I went. 
Because <laughs> I think there's about eight or eight or nine figures in there when it arrived on my doorstep. And now I have almost 40. <laughs> How does it feel, Tim? Mr. Steelbook well, guy. Well, to be honest with you, this is this is probably the payback because <laughs> Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos, I think, all have a little bit of vendetta towards me because of... Yeah, I'm looking at a stack of McFarlane figures. Yeah. Like, I opened them, and I still have one sitting here that I haven't opened yet. <laughs> so, so it, it, But it's been great, and that led me down this path. It led me to NECA that Troy, I, I just never picked up on when I should have. But now I am neck deep in NECA movie figures. I've got Token Razor, which are meant to be delivered before the end of the week. It's just been an unbelievable turtle experience for me, and revisiting that of my youth has been great. And that led me to Ghostbusters, and I've got like the tower, the fire hall now. I've mm. got all this retro Ghostbusters stuff. Jurassic Park has now entered the fray once again. My First, I would say Turtles was like my first childhood like franchise love, but Jurassic Park was my first like collecting. Like that's where I I kind of cut my teeth in the collecting world, and I dug all that out. It's all on display for the first time, and I've added pieces to it in the last couple of weeks, all through Kijiji. And recently, my dad and I have been like I said earlier, connecting through Back to the Future, and now my Back to the Future collection is growing with the addition of a new Ultimate Biff from NECA, some DeLorean replicas. It's some crazy stuff there. But 2020, like I said earlier, guys, this wouldn't have happened in a normal year to me. It would have been Legends, would have been Black Series, as per usual. But this forced me down a path and to evolve and adapt my game, my hunt, and my love and passions and really expand it into retro, into nostalgia. And to be honest with you guys, like you said, Carl's, like you've all said, this has probably been one of my, if not the most fun I've ever had collecting. And, and that's what that's where 2020 is. And that's like a highlight for me. You know, I echo your thoughts about the podcast. But in the absence of the podcast, like, I wouldn't have this experience, right? Mm-hmm. This this turtle experience, Ghostbusters, everything. It's It's been an absolute riot in a really shitty year. <laughs> yeah, man, that's amazing. And all the podcasts that we've recorded... This is the first time you haven't had a Star Wars or Avengers shirt on. You have a turtle shirt on. Yeah, so that on like purpose. puts an exclamation point on <laughs> on your 2020 year in review. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's crazy because my wife for Christmas got me a a Star Wars shirt, turtle shirt, Ghostbuster shirt, Jurassic Park shirt. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So there it is, man. And that's in 2022, guys, why the Beyond was added about halfway through the year. Stars Marvel DC and beyond guys, because this podcast, it's always been about more, but putting that into the title was acknowledging that it truly was about that. And that the beyond aspect of it and that all encompassing nerd discussion is here and it's here to stay. And 2020 again is a big reason that's here. So, you know, it's, it's been a a shitty year for a lot of people, but I hope that you guys out there, you guys listening, have been able to find, a bit of love and a bit of passion and a bit of drive because of nerd, because of collecting, because it's been, it's been great in a lot of aspects. Now, as we progress here, guys, we got, we got to look back when we sat down at the table here, episode 202, we always talk about our nerdier resolutions on one of the first episodes of the year. And then we like to revisit them 
in this episode. So we're going to take a look back at our nerd year resolutions and see how we did on predicting where we wanted to go or achieving some sort of goal that we wanted to get to in nerd. Now we're going to start with Carlos. Last year was his first year, his first opportunity at his nerd year resolution. So I'm going to run them down and then I'm just going to let you talk a bit about them, where you feel you've been successful and maybe to some degree where you're surprised as to where you are now compared to where you thought you were going to be by the end of 2020. So your three nerdier resolutions, Carlos, were go more digital with comic books, give your Marvel office some love. So you had previously focused primarily on comic collectibles. You're talking about MCU expansion with the Black Panther helmet that was thrown in there or given to you in some aspect by your wife, by your lovely wife, and added to that collection. And then also adding a sideshow piece, a Batman gallery, as you put it, Robin, Mr. Freeze. So those were your three. How did you do in 2020? Uh, I did okay with the digital comic revolution. I got pretty close. Mm-hmm. I got most of my Marvel books down to just digital. Uh, I think the only series that I picked up physically was that Marvel snapshots all the way through because just the painted covers were way too beautiful to pass up on. Um, man, and I was I was there with DC. I was there to go digital, but those virgin variants, they just just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in and like oh I just couldn't. I couldn't and I actually have in my box, I have kind of my jump off spots where it's like, okay, well, Batman 100 and Detective 1027. And then I have a divider. And then it's like, here's the covers that were too sweet to pass up on, but it's all the next issue. So I haven't missed a single one since. Let's see if history uh, if history is made in 2021. And I, and I finally go fully digital, but uh, not a future state has anything to say about it. <laughs> because... <laughs> because everything I see from that is just sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. So yeah. Um, The Marvel office love, you know what? I'm going to blame this one on the pandemic because I I fully intended on it. But uh, with us working from home and whatnot, I gave my wife the office space and, and it's a mess. Like I I just, (laughs) come on, this is Batman. (laughs) I just couldn't. And then like the, like, like me and my youngest, we have this thing where it's like just uh, no mixing. Like you got to have your your DC space and you got to have your Marvel space, and um, that's just that's just the way of these things. And you can love them both, but you just don't mix. And my like my beautiful Marvel office, all of a sudden all the accoutrements from her office office come home, and I got these Wonder Womans all over the place, and then <laughs> Troy's dropping off Wonder Womans, and they're showing up in there. I was like, what is this? What is this? Like I had Spider-Man stationery, and and it's it's in the drawers of the desk, and, and there's like this this Wonder Woman stuff up there. So I I just I couldn't. I, I lost that fight, man. I, I I had to rescind my wish and just we'll, we'll take another run at this once once 2021 rolls around. And then as far as sideshow piece. Yeah, man. Like as was revealed on one of our get vocal sessions, Mister Freeze came into the house, and and I love him, man. Like he's he's wicked, and yeah, it's it's a great piece, and I'm glad that I kind of waited and pondered and um kind of 
held on to my cards for a little while and and got the one that I that I really love. And now that I've had a chance to see some of the other ones that I might have preemptively pulled the trigger out um, in a couple of the stores or, or in people's collections online and stuff like that, I'm super happy with the decision I made to go with that piece and that being the one that made it in here. So what can I say? Two out of the three, you one did pretty and, well. I one think. and a half out of three ain't bad. You got there. You got there. This, this year it's was uh, the meatloaf song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sonny. <laughs> uh, okay, Sonny. <laughs> you're up next, man. So your right, your third your three it. nerdier resolutions were one: dip your toe into the CW universe, Supergirl, Green Arrow, Swamp Thing. Get into those shows. Two, be more open-minded about nerd. So with new yeah. announcements, 5G, as of, as it was called at the time, DC potentially rebooting is giving that a try. And finish your new nerd room. Give it a blockbuster feel in that room. Yeah. So All right, we'll start from the bottom to the top, as Drake would say. Um, so my, my new room, <laughs> blockbuster room... <laughs> I wish you guys can in, what... in podcast like we don't post video, but I wish you could see our reactions, our silent reactions <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> it's all yeah, us, all know... of us had a slightly different reaction <laughs> with the drink. Well, and my first thought is if Sanjay's gonna be able to dance like anybody, given his back, it's gonna be like Drake in that cell phone video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Online bling. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Oh, man, I remember Drake when he was on Degrassi. No, I've been following. I've been following his career as an up-and-coming rap star for a while now. That's why you love Shazam so much, because it's got that Degrassi high, made in Canada CBC <laughs> yeah, look to it. Okay. Special filter oh, they put wow. over. Wow, <laughs> that's where it. you're going. I see where allegiances lie. I know who you're voting for, or who should get the uh, the Suicide Squad figure, the Enchantress I, figure. I will abstain. I will just sit and stroke my golden spidey as uh, <laughs> as Hey, man, if you want to abstain pastor. and not join and just sit and stroke your spidey by yourself, hey, that's fine, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. Start uh, from the okay. bottom, man. All right. So it's from the bottom. Uh, yeah, man. So I got my new room. And, you know, it was looking pretty fresh um, up until – black friday boxing day and then i ordered a ton of movies and it is a mess right now it has to be cleaned so but it has potential because everything is there i just gotta like put movies away and what i decided to do as well just a little sidebar it's like i don't want to just put them all in alphabetical order so i started putting like some of my favorite directors and favorite actors and actresses like all their movies in like a row or like in like a category so like the Spielberg picture that I posted, those are all my Spielberg films, and they're in one category right in front of the Guillermo del Toro films, which are right in front of the Nicolas Cage films. So <laughs> you can see um, how how it's going. But it, it'll get there again. So I'll say like a I'll say a check mark because it was there at one point. Uh, number two was be more open minded. Well, you know, in terms of like comics, um, open minded. Like I saw this new future state and. You know, I, at first I was a little bit like hesitant, but I, I decided to jump right in. So I ordered a bunch of those. Nice. Um, so we'll see when they come. And I was open minded with movies. I saw a ton of different movies that I normally wouldn't see. Um, 
Sorry, Grabs. That still doesn't include Saving Private Ryan. That's that's on my watch you list. You haven't I'm seen sorry. that movie? Okay. I was going to see it, but I had the 4K, and I was waiting until I got the 4K player, and I wanted to see it in the best quality. So it will be like a high have to watch a, soon. A connoisseur yeah. of film, and you have not seen Saving Private Ryan or Back to the Future. <laughs> but he's but seen all the Friday the 13th, in space. Tim. <laughs> All the Friday the Thirteenth, so so it's I like it's see, a saw, right? It's, I did see same. Jason X when he goes to space. I did see Jason take Manhattan. Jason went to hell. He fought Freddy, but I have not seen Saving Private Ryan. Sorry, sorry. That sorry. that erases all the Dunkirk stuff that happened. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna like withhold my copy of Dunkirk until I see Saving Private Ryan, and then back. you'll give it back Still to me. Watch the movie. Tim's Tim's sniffing on like. World War Two coming to an end in a more expedient time than how long he's had that Dunkirk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it's lasted longer than like the Battle of Dunkirk. It's it's going up there on like it's been like halfway. It's like World War One now. Like he's he's been done. Like you know, Wonder Woman was already done. World War One by the I'll time probably, Tim just finally... just because it's I'll probably never see the film. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till we put it in the fan view. No, that's hook is next (laughs) you guys both can't choose hook (laughs) maybe we'll do a the next retro review will be a spielberg retrospective of some sort all spielberg yeah anyways sorry i digress here (laughs) no but i'm the king of digression um so yeah i said i was open-minded and what was my number one dipping into the cw universe well i did buy swamp thing and supergirl season three (laughs) because they were on sale have I watched them? No. But um, I was saying to myself during lunchtime and stuff at work, Swamp Thing would be a killer series to to go through. So maybe 2021 I'll do that. And I do like the crossovers in CW, like the ideas of them. I watched an episode here or there, and they are included with some of the seasons. Like Supergirl Season 3 has a crossover from Earth X. So I will give that one a watch as well. So, I, I you know, I'm... Making progress, making progress. It's it's all about so, making progress in the year. As long as you're, I give yourself a C. As long as you're further advanced than you were at the start of the year, I think you're good, especially in this year. <laughs> so, yeah. Troy, all right, here we go. We've yep. got uh, your three nerdier resolutions were diversify your comic book reading. You mentioned 20XX Saga, Marvel DC Image, just getting out there. Cancel out variant comic book mm. purchasing and play and complete god of war (laughs) so where did you get to oh man okay we'll start with god of war dalton man my dude i failed i failed you know god of war for me i've been a huge huge fan of that whole series from the playstation two days and all the hype surrounding uh the god of war ps4 i was just late to the game man i was playing games like spider-man ps4 which is the greatest game ever to hit the playstation 4 but i finally got my hands on it i played god of war and I just think, I don't know, for whatever reason, whatever I was playing at the time, it just it just didn't work for me, man. The story was phenomenal, but the gameplay just wasn't all there for me. So I stopped. I stopped midway through, and I never finished. Matter of fact, I cheated, and I went on YouTube, and I just watched all the cinematics, which is something I would I would clown people for doing. I'd clown them, <laughs> but, I, but I did it. I did it, and um, I own it. Um, I, let, I, let, I let Dalton down. I really wanted to finish that game. But I just, I just couldn't do it, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next one, uh, God of War Ragnarok. But 
I failed. So that one, you can check it off the list. Didn't work for me. Um, the next one was variants. Variants, I stopped, man. I don't think I got any variants, at least on purpose. Uh, there was one variant I picked up, but that was only because the original was out of print. So I I don't know. I don't know how that works in, my, <laughs> in this category. <laughs> I think that counts. No, you were in a bind. Between a rock and no a variant. Choice, well, you know, when, when, when um, Jonathan Hickman's putting out 22 X-Men titles and you got to catch them all, um and if if you miss one day man those things are gone so um i think i got like a beast variant for x force um it's yeah. like an alex ross cover so unfortunately i couldn't get that one so i, I don't know man it's up to you guys i don't know yeah, what yeah that was there. a success for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it, yeah the, no. the variant game it only counts against you if you're like doubling up if i'm yeah. buying the a's and b's yeah if, if yeah. you're buying a book anyways and you just cool. end up with that cover it's fine cool. it's fair Cool, and, and you know what? And I think with um, the three Jokers, mm-hmm. I, I were those even variants, or were they just kind of just uh, like, were they any of them like original covers, or were they all kind of just like miscellaneous? Yeah, so it, we'll just call it the so the the book, so the hero covers, mm-hmm. and then the Joker faces with like the green font on the front, mm-hmm. so like the hero or no, it was pink. So the Joker covers with like the pink font on the front, and the hero covers were basically considered like the one a and one b right and then there was the three quote-unquote variants and there was just the different joker heads but those with the green font on them were considered like the variant covers of them okay cool okay so i think i was safe i was safe on that one then so yeah but yeah just like cover b cover a yeah yeah, so, okay, so I, I worked out there, and then, shoot, man, sorry, the last one, or the first one I think you mentioned, Tim, was... Wow, you've already spoke to this, man. Diversify. Yeah. There we go, there yeah. we go. I nailed that one, man. No, I I, I reached out, man, I was, I was messing with Thor, Daredevil, Saga, 20XX, um, what's another one I'm doing? Well, Turtles, obviously. Yeah. Uh, th- there's, been, there's been a bunch, man. I mean, well, I guess I've been messing with X-Men for a little bit here. But um, yeah, man, I, I I went all all over the place, man, with those comic books. So um, two to three, two to three. Yeah, you're good. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll you're take good. it, man. You're good. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, and for for me this year, I had three as well. One was comic books. Read five comics a month. Next was catalog open and display my collection. I was in the midst of a rebuild, remodel in the nerd room at the start of 2020. And I had long discussions with Carlos, with you guys, with my wife about opening up the Black Series, the Legends, everything. Get things out of box. Get these Funkos out of box. No longer does it need to look like an EB Games. That was kind of the, the point of that. And then the last one was fill in key pieces of my collection. And so I had anticipated that the Black Series and Legends were going to be slow in 2020. And it was a great opportunity to go back and fill in some of those holes that I had especially with the legends from the Spider-Man, Black Panther, and a few other waves that I'd kind of slept on. And so the key was to go back there and look at that. And I'm going to give myself a half check mark for the fill-in key pieces. I did spend a lot of time on Kijiji filling in build-a-figure pieces and figures loose that I had not picked up. I worked my way from probably about... 70% 70% of the MCU collection to upwards of 85, maybe 90% of it now. Um, a lot of it through Kijiji, and I filled in probably about 15 figures this year, I would say, through through loose collecting on Kijiji. Uh, some of the harder-to-find 10th anniversary figures, like the Thanos and all that. So 
lot of success there. And Pez was another one that I had highlighted. And so I finished the Marvel collection. I got I'm about 90% of the way through the Star Wars collection. So made some real gains there. So I'm happy with that one. That's awesome. And catalog open and display. Man, Nerd Room is 180 degrees different than it was a year ago. <laughs> I went from an inbox collector, inbox displayer to everything, everything out with the exception of some key exclusive pieces and the orange back black series. Everything in my nerd room is out opened Funko's legends, black series in. And I love it. I love it. It, like you said earlier, Carlos with the McFarlane's there's something special about getting that figure, opening up, displaying it. And, and Troy, you're the king, man, of posing these things up. And so I've taken a lot of notes from you as to how to get some of these dynamic-looking figures up on your shelves. And not only does it give you the space, but it's something that you can go and just admire. Like, the box art in yeah. a lot of these are great. But I've got, like, a 100 Legends figures on a couple of shelves here displayed loose. And I love it. Like it's It's really changed how my collecting game goes forward because it also opened up the avenue of being able to buy loose figures on Kijiji. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not having to chase after the inbox stuff, the pristine condition, make sure the corners aren't dented, whatever, right? Yeah. And that took a lot of stress away from collecting too, to be honest with you. I just find I enjoy it so much more. Yeah. Like you you get this experience. Yeah. That you don't get out of having like a just a box in your hands kind yeah. of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You really get to appreciate the evolution of older models mm-hmm. to new. You like looking at the different bucks of how they've evolved. It's it's cool, man. It's yeah. awesome. And like you, what you're doing right now, Trey, with all the new Black Series card backs is you're, mm. you're displaying the figures in front of them. So you're kind of getting yes. the best of both worlds, right? That updated card art, but you're also getting the figures out and posed. And yeah, so it's, it's kind of a nice, a nice balance because like the red card back Black Series, there's so many of them. There's over a hundred of them, and the card art, it's okay, right? Yeah. It it pops nicely the red, but it can be a bit dull sometimes when you compare it to the new card art and all that. Definitely. So, Definitely. so that, that, that's been a great, and I have to say I miserably failed on comics this year, guys. <laughs> I, I struggled through with the exception of a couple series, which I'm going to talk about here in just a little bit, but I probably read, I definitely didn't hit an average of five comics a month. I went through a few fits and spurts throughout the year where I read a lot of Turtle stuff, Stranger Ventures, and I just didn't get there with comics. I don't know what it was. I struggled with just reading in general this year. Comics, books, everything. Really hard time there. Just could not focus on on that. And it's something that every single year I say I'm going to do better, and I fail every year. <laughs> so I, I don't know what the solution is there, but I'm going to give, I'm going to give myself a 2 out of 3 on this one yeah. as well. So I don't know. It's it's crazy looking back when you look back where we thought we were going to go and where we actually went. I guess for the most part, all of us got kind of two out of three, but I'd say that our 2020s are well beyond what we had anticipated going in <laughs> or what we had promised ourselves. <laughs> oh man. I got to say, cause you just had yours about the changes and whatnot. It was a couple of weeks ago, but I had an old episode on and you were talking about like the focus in the collection yeah. and the focus cubes and stuff. And like, I remember I was driving past the aerospace museum here. I was like, oh yeah, that shit's done. And it, that... <laughs> so far gone, man. Like it, it is, 
a completely different space. I still have like the Marvel sections and all this, but like I, I'm like in the I just went out and bought more stuff to build more shelves <laughs> today. <laughs> so guys, we talk a lot about about collectibles, and we've talked a lot about collectibles even on this episode. Now we'll have different collecting spaces that we we reside in. And some of us are, are less focused now than we've ever been. <laughs> but <laughs> that doesn't mean we can't nominate our favorite collectibles for 2020. So we're each going to pick three here. And I'm just going to go around and each of us run down our individual list from the bottom up, like Sanjay or top down, however you want to go. But we're going to talk about our three favorite collectibles, our single collectible pieces, not lines. Well, I guess I'm going to cheat a little bit, but <laughs> just favorite pieces that you acquired this year in 2020. So, Sanjay, we're going to toss it to you first on this one. So, give us your top three collectible pickups, your purchases. Are they going to be in order? Or just, like, three that I was like, yo, these are sick. Do with it what you want. <laughs> okay. But, and, like, the collectible pickups, do they have to be from 2020, or I just had to pick them up in 2020? Yeah, they pick them up in 2020. Acquisitions in 2020. Because I can okay. tell you right now, none of mine are came out in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, no, no, fair enough. Um, okay, so I'm going to go with um, Birds of Prey Steelbook. You know, oh. co- continuing the DCEU line. It's a beautiful steelbook that I got from the U.S. I had to go in one of those group buys. But I think Carlos joined me on one yeah, of those. Well, thanks so much for the hookup on that. And it is, it's honestly one of the nicest ones I own. Oh, it's such a beauty still book. Uh, number two is the Joker still book. Um, another still book beauty. that uh, came out from a group buy. And this and it was a 4K still book from Best Buy. And I just freaking love this movie. And I freaking love Birds of Prey as well. Um, but I can't wait to see both of these on 4K. Um, just to like add that little extra bit of crispness. Um, but my number one pickup is definitely going to have to be Dawn of the Dead, the 4K Ultimate Edition. It came with a book, like a 130, 140-page book about like the production of it. It came with the um, theatrical release, the extended Canes cut, the Italian release, that Dario Argento cut. Uh, it came with like a CD full of um, the music of the film, and it came in this amazing like hardbound case. They knocked it out of the park. Um, couldn't be happier with this collection, and for it to be like probably one of my five all-time favorite horror films and for them to like i never thought that this like 70s like horror film um you know kind of like well not really obscure but like the 70s horror film would get this kind of grand treatment you know i'd expect joker to get it i'd expect wonder woman birds of prey but this is a film that i just you know i thought okay i have the dvd i'm just gonna have to live with it um with physical media kind of um not putting out as much as they used to so for them to like put out a 4k and for me to actually get it and go through with it my favorite my favorite by far and and it looks amazing they did a tremendous tremendous job with this transfer oh my goodness yeah beauty do you you get any regrets this or something you missed out any regrets um do i have any regrets i have a few um, just give me your number one regret from this year in the my number one space. regret from this year oh man i just okay i got it and this is kind of like a um you know maybe going into like our movies but i picked up this movie uh animated film justice league dark apocalypse war and when i picked it up i was like you know what 
I picked up quite a bit. I'm just going to get the Blu-ray. Who knows when I'll get the 4K. So I kind of just like passed on the 4K. And then I watched it. And spoiler alert, <laughs> I loved it. And now I'm like, why did I get it? Because now i got to get the 4K <laughs> on this animated film. Uh, so that's, that's a regret. You know, um, I didn't future-proof that one. And it's weird because I got 4Ks for all the other animated films. And I don't like them as much as this one. But for whatever reason, it's just the fates were not aligned that day for me. So... I cheaped out, and uh, I'm paying for it. So that's that's a regret. Okay. Okay. Also, and the fact that I didn't hug you guys the last time I saw you when we recorded, because I thought I'd see you guys next week. So yeah, that's a regret. We we pulled the trigger on the <laughs> the remote record pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Troy, man. What about you? What's what's yeah. your top three collectible acquisitions for this year? Maybe if you have one, one miss out, one regret that you do have in that space as well. Okay, well, um, you know what? For me, man, number three, uh, it's going to be the X-Men Marvel Legends Fox line. I love what Hasbro has done. It's so cool that they're giving us this line. It's cool that they even gave us like the Sony Venom, which is also a fantastic figure. But seeing like the how many ever Wolverines we've gotten, seeing Magneto and Charles Xavier giving you different heads, whether you wanted... Um, uh, Fastbender's face or Ian McKellen, is it? Yeah, so or Sir Patrick uh, Stewart mm-hmm. as well, right? Or uh, or McAvoy. Um, love that stuff, man. And each one's been fire. Like I didn't even think I was even gonna pick up the Mystique. And when I got her in hand, I was like, oh my god, I need another one because she was just so cool. So I can't wait to see like a season two or a wave two or whatever wave they're getting to next. Like I want to see more X Men members because they, they just look phenomenal. Um. Going to my number two, man, it's Thrip Thrip Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man, the Fox Kids, 90s throwback, mm-hmm. card back, whatever you want to call it, man. I got like four or five of those things because that <laughs> Spider-Man is the ultimate Spider-Man. Ah, I, I love that figure so much, man. I, I'm i all in with that line, too. Like, anytime I see a card back, one of those guys, I'm picking them up and I'm throwing them with, like, my older Spider-Man, Spider-Man figures in the in the card as well. So um, Hasbro just killed it with that guy, man. Like, the articulation is the best. I want to see a Daredevil in that kind of same buck. I want to see, man, like a Silver Surfer. There's so many other characters I want to see in that body mold because you can articulate that guy. Give me the black suit next, too, please. Oh, That'd yes. be awesome. Yeah. That'd be incredible. But number one, number one is Mando. My Mandalorian oh, yes. hot toy, man. That guy... That guy struck for me. It's um, it's it's just so cool. You know, the more I move him around, the better. Like his his joints warm up, and I can really just crack him in any pose I want. I love the accessories that he came with, whether it's like that rifle, or even like you know that first trailer we saw of the Mandalorian season one, where we got the the um the stormtrooper helmets on oh, like the pipes. Yes. Like that looked so cool, and the fact that they give them to you yes, is phenomenal. Totally. It's uh the, the the cape. It's not articulated, but the cape you can you can kind of put it wherever way you want, and it just looks so right the way it fits. And I didn't get like the cool Beskar looking one. I just got like your standard looking um, Mando, but it just has like that cool ruggedness. Mm-hmm. And um, he's he's great, man. He's he's cool. He's cool. So that comes in for sure for my number one collectible. Oh, yeah, it's a beauty. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. Hopefully in 2021 oh. in person. <laughs> yeah man. no definitely someday definitely. someday late late year late year <laughs> awesome all right carlos man what do you got for your top three i'm i'm, a, I'm assuming there is a mcfarland oh, on there Troy, you didn't have any regrets oh yes yes for sure of course any, oh, any collection regrets? Oh, shoot. i i did i did 100 percent, man i had a regret um 
it was so the X-Men line, I just mentioned how much I love it. Nothing to do with them, but when I saw those lines, like the Deadpool dual pack and the Magneto and Charles dual pack, I saw them right away and I and I broke the rule that we've established here, that you know, $35 rule. I saw it right away for like 70 bucks. I'm like, I need it. Just give it to me. And then like, man, if you go on Amazon now, you can find those things for like 44 bucks. You can, like, the, even that dom- that domino is down to like 18. Oh yeah. She's super cheap. So I was like that, that, that kind of bit me. And I also, I, I jumped the gun and I bought like the star Wars revenge of the Sith, like that cool, like Blu-ray on card mm-hmm. with, the, with a sleeve. Mm-hmm. I bought that right away. But then Sonny, you know, he hooked it up and he got me um, the steel book. So I'm like, man, if I just held out, <laughs> I could have just had the Revenge of the Sith still book, and now I got this thing hidden in a cupboard. Like, you'll never <laughs> <laughs> and do anything I with it. I think that's the 4K still book as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's awesome. The still, I have it displayed actually behind, behind somewhere there. So um, I, I love that still book, man. It's, it's so just glorious. Uh, yeah. I thought yeah. one of your regrets would be not getting the Shazam still book. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing, man. I got nothing. It's 2021. <laughs> I think we've played out Shazam in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sonny, thanks, thanks for calling that out. I missed thanks, that man. one. But, uh, but Carlos, man, what about you? Yeah, you know, the McFarlands, I love them. I love them. They're my favorite. But, like, the top three, I went a little off the board with them. Uh, for the top three, like, Mr. Freeze is obviously going to be on that list of the top three. So sweet. Glad I got the exclusive one with the little Nora freeze in the light up container there so that one's done but um, he would be number two number three for me would actually it's not even mine but it's super sweet I paid the money for it so I'm going to use it it's the Wonder Woman 84 prop replica um, bracelets and tiara and armband that I gave my wife for Christmas and it was a pretty fluky circumstance that these things ended up in my possession and I got them for significantly less than what um, they were selling for overseas. But man, they are perfect. Like they look screen quality. They blind you when you get them in the light. They're amazing. Metal bracelets, metal tiara, the armband, little um, certificate of authenticity, but they are super cool. I actually, I think I posted a picture of them on Christmas Day. Mm. If you're interested, you could search that up. So that's got to be in there because it's not mine, but it's mine, and it's just super cool. Oh. But number one for me is going to be the Mezco Batman figure that Darth Goody sent me. Like, my man, he made sure I was covered with the Flashpoint Thomas Wayne McFarlane figure. And I opened that box up excitedly to check out my Thomas Wayne. And, man, he blew me away with just, as a gift to a friend, this uh, Sovereign Knight Batman figure. It is just a beauty. He had a custom cape on it that is, I have literally hundreds of Batman figures. And this cape blows them all away kind of thing. And of the Mezco line, if I was to buy one for myself, it would be that Batman, that first appearance, Bill Finger, Bob Kane style Batman. And the accessories are cool. And and I've got him posed up on this wicked flight stand that he gave me with it. And it was just like, it's number one because the figure is absolutely mind blowing and the accessories and the articulation and the detail, but also just like the thought that he 
had this figure and decided to gift it to me uh, was amazing. So that's that's definitely my number one highlight of 2020 was that figure from our boy Darth Goody there. So mm-hmm. you check him out on Instagram. He's posted the top oh, yeah. 10 figures of 2020, and it's been phenomenal. And he does cool stuff like he did a Popeye versus Bluto little video, which was awesome. And He's got some great and- stuff. That, that countdown was one of my favorite things on Instagram last week and a half. Oh, totally. It was wicked. It was wicked. And and if you're curious about figures and you want to know what they look like out of the box, follow him on Instagram because there's a bit of the not chance that our boy uh, bought this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Give you some pics and some insight into what this figure is like. So, um, yeah. Darth Goody, you uh, oh. you popped the list, man. Number number one in our hearts. Yes. He's the number man. one on my list of uh, collectibles for 2020. Yeah. He's the man. Awesome. So cool. Man. Awesome. So cool. Anything anything you missed out on or that you had wished you had picked up, picked it up in the store and said, eh, maybe next time. Dude, this is like, this is such a face plant of a fail. I didn't even share it with you boys, but it's like, <laughs> I was pretty close to having the Michael Keaton Batman Returns Hot Toys in my possession via Kijiji. And I like just the price was like this 50 to 100 bucks more than I wanted to pay, but absolutely fair for what it was and not that far off retail, but just kind of flip flopping and buying other stuff during that period of time. Like I kind of sat on it for too long and I waited the guy out a bit and then I came back to him and he's like, dude, like, no, the price is good. And I was like, uh. <laughs> And he's like, but it's still here for you. Like, he was still cool about it, and it was available. And I just got, and then finally, when I decided to pull the trigger on it, ah. he's like, you fool, it's gone. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I got nobody to blame but myself. I think I went back and forth with Troy a little yeah. bit on that one. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who did you not, sell it to? I'll buy it from him. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not like Troy talked me out of about it because he's just like, he's almost like, why are you even asking me? He's like, get, get it done. <laughs> You didn't go with the in with the classic Tim. I'll give you half of your asking price. <laughs> oh man, I I tried. I well, not even not even the classic Tim. I didn't. I I, I don't have the gold card for Kijiji. So <laughs> man, I, it's, I, a, it's a champagne. I, I only champagne had like the card. red. Yeah, I only had like the red like commoner card. So <laughs> I, I, I played it. I played it as safe as I could. But yeah, I don't know what it was and. Yeah, and now that it's like out of my grasp, I am kicking myself. So we'll oh, see. Nah, <laughs> you'll get there. You'll get there. I'm sure of it. 2021 will be a prosperous hot toy year for us all, myself included, yes. on that one. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for me, you guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna start from number three and work up. And it was figures that have just recently reemerged in stores, but I found them on Kijiji, and it was the four Naked Turtles. I came into yes. the game so late on that one. Troy had already had these in his collection for like a year. And by the time I got to the table, they were nowhere to be found. Nowhere. And one day, scrolling through Kijiji, found all four for about three or four bucks more each per than retail. And pulled the trigger, man. And I haven't looked back on that line ever since getting those. Filled it out. Got that Casey Raff, of course. But mm. it's those four original turtle figures. That, that cracked the list here. They're incredible. NECA is, has been game-changing for me as collectibles this year. And then then we got to move to the retro space, guys, for number two. And number two is the Ghostbuster Fire Hall. Oh, that, that was a steal. That was a steal of a deal. And 
I've got it here. I've got a few pieces that I need to add to it, but it's mint. It's all the stickers. I'm only missing the sign and the fire pole. But man, it having that in my possession again was something that I wouldn't even have fathomed at the start of the year, let alone even halfway through the year. But you can go back. I can't remember what episode it's in, but it was just like a one of those Kijiji. And I usually am the half price guy. I saw the price on this. Give it to me right away. <laughs> and it, it was so cool to add that back to the collection. And then, and then number one, it's... I'm going to cheat here. It's the Turtle Retro line. It's going back. Mm. And if you had to ask me one, I'd say it's the Bebop and Rocksteady that I picked up. I picked up the Rocksteady nice. with, the, with the goddamn <laughs> Bat Fam up at Snap Collectibles. Kind of. Yeah, man. That was a fun day. Yeah, just as Pandemic was quieting down a little bit into summertime. And we went up there and that, like, you know, I told the story about how it kicked off and then how it's continued. And it, it, it's been everywhere I've went, it's been about those retro turtles and so they they find the number one space for me you know none of this stuff came out in 2020 but it's it's where i've i found my my collecting love and that's where those three land for me and first regret it's that ecto one i did not oh, did not pull shoot. the trigger on it it was like 300 bucks for 600 dollars worth of ghostbuster stuff and i i actually i did pull the trigger it had already pre-sold and oh. it it's to this day i still think about that because i see the ecto one go up on on its own for 300 bucks and this had all four figures a bunch of ghosts mm. the f- complete car all mint and i was like a day late to it and that's that's gonna haunt me for a long time <laughs> <laughs> but what can you do what can you do? 2020 has been very kind to You just got to gotta get back in the saddle, Timbo. I did. I did in a big way. And that's why I'm sitting in front of 40 Ninja Turtle figures and half the <laughs> Ghostbuster collection. <laughs> He's going to be in the toys that made us season three. I think like, only. What toys? Every toy. All of them. Ninja Turtles, <laughs> Ghostbusters, Star Wars. So, yeah, it's it's been a great year. It's been a great year for collectibles and for figures in general across the board shocking that i have no legends or black series or star wars or marvel on this list but uh, that just goes to show how different the game is <laughs> <laughs> so all right guys we're, we're gonna go long on this episode we knew we we're gonna go long it is wrapping up 2020 on one podcast so it's a difficult thing to do but we've got one more thing to tackle here we're gonna do the same format and we're gonna run through our top three nerd media of 2020 as we're calling it so this can be comic this can be TV, streaming, film, whatever. Your top three or your favorite three, I should say, nerd releases of this year. So we're going to start with the goddamn Batman. So let's let's hear your list, brother. All right, man. Uh, I'm going to cheat a bit, but uh, number three is going to be the Death Metal series. This thing has been a pleasant joy. I didn't love the original Metal series, but this thing is just such a celebration of the lore and it's also the craziest, most bonkers concepts I've ever seen. But every week something comes out and I'm rushing to read it. So that's going to be there. And cheating with that is going to be Three Jokers. Mm-hmm. What a special series by Jeff Johns and Jason Fabok. And the reason I had to have this on here was it was so cool to share it with you guys. Yeah. And like to have Tim like day and date buying these DC books and like gobbling them up with us. And I, I think we even did half a show. Yeah, we did. Um breaking it down so that was awesome uh the boys season two 
spectacular. I totally loved what they did with the show in the second season. They elevated everything, but kept everything that made the first season so great intact, moved things forward, but gave themselves lots of room to play with. I was salivating every Friday, just waiting for an opportunity to watch it. May or may not have waited for my lunch break like Sanjay did during this work from home <laughs> scenario. But uh, when it's the boys, you got to do what you got to do. And number one, I might be the goddamn Batman, but it's going to be the goddamn Batman of a galaxy yes. far, far away. Yeah. Like the Mandalorian <laughs> season two. Like it was awesome. Like I've always dabbled on the peripheries of Star Wars fandom and I've kind of been on the ground floor for like the prequels and the sequels, but nothing ever resonated with me and made me embrace what was being put out like this show. And it was just awesome. I loved it. Like maybe it's because he's Batman. I don't know, but (laughs) I loved it. And then to be able to share it with my daughter who has become the star Wars super fan and I'm picking up freaking Ray black series figures (laughs) and she's got this, like very tight curated list of figures and things that I need to get for her has been awesome. And it was like super special to have things like her waking up hours before she needs to, so that we can watch the new episode of Mandalorian before my workday starts. That was wicked. So yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be my number one media highlight for the year is Mandalorian season two. I have a feeling that we're going to hear that on a couple of lists. (laughs) <laughs> so so sanjay why don't you take it away here your top three piece of nerd media from 2020 all right so uh this one number three i know uh carlos we normally agree on a lot of things but uh this film gotta say we we definitely disagree on this one and it's justice league dark apocalypse war uh, the animated movie. Oh my god, that'd be on my worst three. <laughs> like with a bullet. Like this thing here. I know we wanted to do uh, an episode devoted to it, but uh, I absolutely loved it, and I loved everything about it. I loved how dark it was, how messed up it was, and I loved that it was an original story. It wasn't like okay, we're redoing Flashpoint, but in animated form. You know, like when that happens, it never measures up to the comic. And I love that they took a chance and they just did something completely unexpected with this film. Like this was messed up. You you think um, Batman v Superman was dark? No, man, this thing was way darker than that. Like this was insane. You see, like n- no spoilers, but it was if, if that's your jam, they, they really put the dark in Justice League dark. Like it was super cool. I just dug everything about it and I just. I don't know, man. It just, it was, it was so cool. Um, I, I know it was like, it's not like the typical, like, um, way these characters are portrayed in some, some aspects. But for me, I was just like, you know what? Let's just take a chance, make mistakes. What was the line Miss Brizzle always says? Take a chance, make mistakes, see what happens. And I, I, I dug it, man. I really dug it. So that's my number three. That's Carlos's least favorite number one. <laughs> Yeah, it would definitely be pretty close to that top of that list. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll do a retrospective on it because it definitely it, it 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 evokes emotion, and that's what this list is. Uh, number two for me is another film. Uh, I'm going with Birds of Prey, 
at the beginning of the year, if you told me this would be the highest grossing superhero film of the year, <laughs> I'd be like, you're crazy. <laughs> but lo and behold, here we are. And um, I saw it in theaters and I saw it when it came out on uh, home media and I watched it then. Man, I love this film. I think it is just so underrated. It's just such a fun movie. Harley Quinn shines in it. And uh, the Birds of Prey, they're in there too. And it's unfortunate that uh, we won't be seeing more of them just because the box office wasn't really um, what they were expecting, unfortunately. Um, But I feel like the quality was there. And it's a shame. And I hope that with James Gunn's Suicide Squad film, I hope that like audiences will flock to that if they can uh and wb is like you know what harley is still a money maker harley still is you know she deserves her own movies and she deserves to be on big screen more uh margot robbie is uh harley quinn to me um she's probably one of the best castings we've had in the dceu and i i want to see more of her and this was continuing her story and i want to see um a trilogy of Harley movies. I guess I will be seeing a trilogy of Harley movies, but I want to see, I want to see more. Uh, and number one, you know, this thing just came out four days ago and I'm going with wonder woman 84. Um, before this thing came out, I said it would be controversial just because it's following up maybe one of the biggest superhero films of all time. So how can you, um, measure up to that? Uh, in my opinion, they don't quite re- – I know we're going to go into like a full review later on, so I'm going to keep my thoughts brief and not spoil anything. Um, but in my opinion, while they don't quite reach the bar, they get pretty damn close uh, in my opinion. And I watched this on Christmas Day uh, with my wife. No, I watched this on Boxing Day uh, 26th with my wife, and then the 27th I watched it again. The first time I watched it, I was like, yeah, like that was pretty good. You know, I really enjoyed it. I had a fun time. Uh, it's good. The second time I watched it, I fell in love with the movie. Just I knew what to expect going in, so I wasn't shocked um, when I first started the film. And then I had a blast. It was such a fun movie. This is this is such an awesome um, continuation of the DC EU, and it's just it's the ninth chapter, and I'm glad we got it. And Patty Jenkins talking about that trilogy, girl. I can't wait to see her third film uh, with Gal Gadot in there as well uh I, i'm there for it this film i love it i love it and i can't wait to talk about it with you guys uh next week next week because because we definitely have stuff to talk about yes. <laughs> and if you haven't seen it um i and that's another thing too is like if you haven't seen it uh make sure you see it it's streaming right now in north america and in some select theaters and I can't wait to see this in theaters when it's safe to do so. I think seeing it in theater will add just another element to it as opposed to seeing it in, in my home theater. Uh, I can't wait. And I hope th- that we get that soon. And I hope that when we do get it, Wonder Woman 84 at WB still lets it be shown on theaters. Uh, because I feel like seeing this in theaters would add another element for me as well. Uh, so that's my number one is Wonder Woman 84. Wicked. Wicked. All right. Well, I'm gonna actually go go next because I'm yeah. gonna leave Troy with a final word here because we have yet to hear his true reaction to the Mandalorian, and I'm guessing, fingers crossed, that it is on his list here. So I'm gonna go, and my list is going to drop some jaws here, guys, because uh, I didn't I didn't see a ton of of new movies or TV shows. I started The Boys, and I've yet to see Wonder Woman eighty four. 
But for a guy that did not read that many comic books, my first two here are comic books, or my three and two. And my number three is Three Jokers. And nice! <laughs> I really enjoyed this, and it's not too often that I dip my toe into the DC world, but when I do, it's for these big, large events. And a lot of it comes down to, like you said, Carlos, experiencing it with you guys and walking through it and discussing it on the podcast but i was chomping at the bit to get these books like when they're dropping like i was pretty lazy sometimes with going to the local where i'd show up on friday or you know two weeks would go by and i would just go and pick up a stack of books when these books were coming out i was there day and day like i was on drop and i thoroughly enjoyed the story and it was intriguing engaging and especially for a guy that sits way on the periphery of the comic book side of dc Man, I I just devoured this. I read all three books two times. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, and so absolutely. That's like the opposite of Sanjay's Justice League Dark thing. (laughs) (laughs) And to continue with with the list, number two, Strange Adventures. Oh, oh my goodness. (laughs) Another DC book. I'm going to change my highlights of 2020. Another DC book. Look. (laughs) So Carlos put me onto this book early part of 2020 and said, look, this seems like it's your thing. It's kind of got this rugged guardians cosmic sort of feel, but also that retro nostalgic vibe. It's the only book I've consistently read through the pandemic or through 2020 (laughs) other than of course the three jokers, but it was only three issues. I, I love this thing. It is far away from Marvel. And to be honest with you, it's not, it's close to DC, but it does its own thing, right? And it was so much part of that diversification of nerd for me that it's just been something that I look forward to. And Carlos usually pops me a DM, hey, new Strange Adventures out. It's like, yep, digital, boom. And then, like, I'm buying it purely digital, too. So I get it first day. It's just been such a refreshing experience in comic books that I, I had to put it on the list. Uh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, you even got props from Mitch Gerard yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For jumping on. <laughs> and then not much can be said. I'm going to leave most of this to, to Troy on this episode because we gushed about with the Vigilante Boys a couple episodes back. So go check out that bonus episode. But, of course, number one is Mandalorian Season 2. It blew my brain apart every single episode. And the exception – you know, or no exception to that that last episode that was unbelievable. And I'm going to leave it there because I'm going to throw it over to Troy <laughs> because you can hear my thoughts, but I'm here for his. <laughs> so, <laughs> Troy, man, you're your top three nerd media for 2020. Oh, man. Ah, shoot. Where do I begin? Um, well, I mean, going off the heels of that, Star Wars, man. Uh, for me, the Felonian crew, I go season seven, Star Wars, Clone Wars, man. Um, big, big fan of the series. And um, just seeing Ahsoka, man. Just seeing Ahsoka grow, where they take her, seeing her on the level of Maul and better. Um, the last shot that we get of Vader holding the lightsabers that he, Anakin, created for Ahsoka blew my mind. And it was just so cool to just just to get back into that world of Clone Wars, man, and to see this, how it runs side by side with my favorite Star Wars, Revenge of the Sith. It was just, it was magic, man. And it was incredible having that whole original voice uh, cast back yes. to um, 
it, it was really something special. And it's, it's really been cool to see the internet too. And everybody at that time watching clone wars and every week, you know, we're, we're watching a new episode. Uh, so that was fantastic for me. Um, number two is it's a tie. I, I'm kind of cheating here, but I had to do this and it's, um, it's Jonathan Hickman's, uh, X of swords. I really, really was blown away by this, uh, this uh, series, this event. I love that there was uh, stakes involved, at least while you're reading it. Um, I love the cast that we had in this X-Men book. You know, it's so easy, um, you know, when I read these Avengers books, where they'll just give you, like, the top-notch Avengers that everybody knows. Whereas this X-Men book was really giving you characters that you don't really mess around with. And seeing them all together in this event tournament style, whether it wasn't as much combat savvy as I thought it was going to be, it was still pretty creative and cool and very different from everything that we've normally gotten. Um, it was great. I love the art. Uh, again, I love the cast and uh, there's just some really cool, memorable sequences throughout this event. And it's, uh, it's only for me, man, it's the second quarter of Jonathan Hickman's run. This is really is like infinity of what he did with, uh, with okay. the Avengers run. Yeah, so uh, that that was huge, and then obviously to tie it with it is it's Saga. Mm -hmm. I've I've gone on and on about Saga. It's it's just amazing. I really recommend that for everybody and anybody to read. So, um, but listen, man, it's uh my number one. You you know what it is. You <laughs> know what it is. It's 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 the Mando man. It's the Mandalorian season two. What an improvement. I loved season one. I really did. But season two just went somewhere i never thought it was gonna go somewhere i hoped it would go but never thought it was gonna go and uh we're getting bo katan live action played by katie sackoff the same voice actress and she killed it she absolutely killed it the mando has way more layers this time around his connection with the child was phenomenal um getting more lore obviously with the mandalore was fantastic ahsoka it's my favorite mm -hmm. episode of all time the Soka episode was was really special, and seeing the behind the scenes now afterwards of what went into that and the timing that they placed to, to, to decide to throw Ahsoka in this episode to basically reveal the name of um of, uh, of the child was was really amazing to me. And just to see lightsabers and hers, yeah. you know, they weren't they weren't blue, they weren't um red. It was is the white lightsabers. We haven't seen these live action ever, mm -hmm. so that was cool. And I just thought Rosie O'Dawson was just amazing, and I'm so glad. We're getting a spinoff show, yes. but you know, like that's, that's trust. I, I, I'm Boba Fett. I've never been the biggest Boba Fett guy, but seeing his episode by uh, Rodriguez, I believe mm -hmm. was just, it set the level for me, man. I'm, I'm all in on that character all in, but listen, it's, it's the final episode. <laughs> it's the season finale. <laughs> that's crunch time, man. That, that episode guys, I'm telling you, I, I was on, I was on cloud nine. I waited up till one in the morning. I thought it was going to come out at 12. I wait till 12 nope i went on google it's not coming out till our time one o'clock so i'm like whatever i'll do it i waited i'm watching it and i remember the evening of um because we all had our theories like what's gonna happen i remember the evening of and i'm telling my wife and i'm I'm in, I'm in my i'm in my living room and i'm telling her i'm like this is what's gonna happen we're gonna get a we're gonna get a young uh what's his name um lauren santeca he's gonna show up and then we're gonna get a green lightsaber we're gonna get an x-wing and you know, I'm believing it, but I'm like, ah, whatever. You know, if it happens, it happens. My wife's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, just, <laughs> just watch the show. Just watch the show, all right? And um, I'm watching the show, and I, I I love the stakes. Again, very important. I love seeing the fight between um, Mando and the Dark Troopers. And I'm like, wow, this is one Dark Trooper against the Mando, and this thing is lethal. It's lethal. It's, it's easily the baddest trooper we've seen oh, since yeah. the Clone Troopers, you know, because these guys are going to take you out. So when we 
move on from that and we get Mando go up against um, Moff Gideon. Another great, fantastic battle. But then it's like crunch time now. And we're getting down to like these dark troopers coming in. And at this point, I'm just like, okay, where's this show going to go? I've kind of forgotten yeah. the whole like, who is the baby going to get, you know, delivered to? And then I'm like, there's no way. There's no way these guys, these these rebels, or not these rebels, but these heroes of the show are going to be able to take out these dark troopers. And then you get that beep, 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 and you get the X-Wing. And I have my headphones in. It's it's like it's like almost 2 o'clock, and I'm, I'm, I'm loud as hell. I am loud <laughs> as hell in my house. I don't even care. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I, and I got to tell you, the, the music that came in, and you're getting shots of this Jedi in Anakin-like robes in Order 66, moving, confident, superior, knows exactly what he's going to do. Every move he's going to make, is, it's, it's going to count. And this guy's storming through, and a score hits. And I'm like, oh my god, it's 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 him, it's him, it, it, it's Luke, it's Luke Skywalker. We're like, <laughs> we are getting Luke Skywalker. And 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 I and, and, and like, I've watched so many things. Like, I don't I don't tear up. I I don't like 2006. Kobe dropped 81 on my birthday, and I'm like, awesome, no tears. You know, like, there's so many things I've seen. Revenge of the Sith, I love it. But for me, I'm an Anakin guy, so Anakin's never been. He's been a hero to the galaxy, but he's never had like a moment like this where he can really like steal the show and it really, really counts. And to see Luke Skywalker come in here and really save the day, I was just blown away because I've, I've never been the Luke Skywalker guy. And I, I got that Denzel Washington tear going down on one side. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> they, they, they did it. This is this is Luke Skywalker saving these guys. And. Everything just worked for me. I, I I was absolutely blown away, and then he reveals the hood. Actually, before that, when he's taking down the the the, the dark troopers, and he does like that backslash, which is exactly like Anakin mm-hmm. in Order sixty six, and it's it, and I can I can feel like Dave Filoni and Favreau, like the, the, the DNA of everything is in there. Like it's like that Kevin Feigeness, right? Like that attention to detail to put that stuff in there. They knew exactly what they were doing, and to see him like do like the force choke. Like, like, yeah. whatever, like, you know, and oh, it was incredible. It's like he's using like some dark side elements, but it's all good. Like, he's still a good guy. And then when he pulls in, and then obviously Din's like, you know, open the doors, and they're like, are you crazy? And he's like, no, open the doors. And he's like, are you a Jedi? And I, I am. And the voice and the hood comes off, and I was just like blown away by the effects. It's yes. still streaming. It's still a TV budget, but I'm, I'm all in. I am all in. I've been picky on Tarkin. I've been picky on the Leia stuff, but this was like, that's 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 Mark Hamill. And I'm like, are they going to do the Sebastian Stan? I don't care. It's 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 Luke Skywalker. I don't care what they do going forward. They made me believe that I am watching Return of the Jedi and mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker show up. <laughs> and <laughs> it was it was it was just it was crazy. And then you know, um, R two showed up after. Yeah. What? Like R two D two? Like that was just like. The tip of everything. I, I just I didn't know where I was. I was I was banging on my coffee table. I was making noise. I was just I watched it over and over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And I've just I've just I've never felt this way ever about Star Wars. It's never happened. It's never happened. And I love Star Wars, but this moment here was just like lightning in a bottle, man. I'm like for all the fanboys out there that have seen Luke back in like seventies and the eighties and all that, and they've had their big hurrah, and I've I've never been there. I was there that day, yeah. that night. I was, I was there, just screaming and shouting. So, it, it, cool. You know, in a in a year where we didn't get like that end game moment, right? The Infinity yeah. War moment, the TFA moment, right? We didn't get yeah. anything like that. This was that moment. 
this was that moment. And and, and I think the thing too that, and not to go into the weeds on this, we didn't think it was coming because it was on the streaming. So Luke is a no go on streaming. I guess, yeah. and what this opens up for 2021 is anything goes on Disney Plus, on HBO Max, anything. wherever. Yeah, anything yeah. goes. This is no longer that TV film divide. There's the line is gone. It's no. we're gonna see it with the MCU. We're gonna see it with the Fet show, Obi Wan yes. show, and like, there is there's no boundary anymore between the different or at least how it's projected to you. Like it doesn't matter if you're in your basement two in the morning <laughs> or if you're in the theater <laughs> at eight o'clock with two hundred other people. It doesn't matter. Like anything goes. And I think that that is what 2020 is going to be all 2021. Sorry. Oh. It's going to be all about. This is precedent setting. Yes. And yes. it makes the game in 2021 a completely different one. It's nuts. And, and, and I just, I just, I just got to think, man, I got to thank uh, like Disney, man. I got to thank Favreau and Filoni. Those two together is it, it's, it's important. It's, it's magic because these are guys, like I've been saying, like they, they get that DNA of star Wars. The fact that they could do that callback with Din and he's taking off his helmet to baby Yoda, the child, but there is like Luke witnessing this. And if you go five years back, man, Vader did the same thing to mm-hmm. Luke. Like all that poetry connecting is it's that's really well written, man. And it's just it's so cool to see um Star Wars getting that kind of level of detail. It's 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 just I don't know. I don't want to sound selfish, but it's just it's just everything I've ever wanted, man, in a, in a Star Wars uh Star Wars property. It's it's, crazy. it's attention to detail for the yeah. story, not for fan service. Mm-hmm. Thank you, and that's the thing because I've seen people talk about fan service, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, this this is this is so far from that. This is just the story. Yeah. This this feels like um the events that would happen after Return of the Jedi, and it's yeah. just part of the story. It's the overall big story, man. Definitely, it makes the most sense. It it yeah. is like you said, it is the logical place for it to go. And the only reason, like Tim said, that none of us thought that it was going there is because it's streaming, and we didn't think that on a TV show that you would get Luke Skywalker mm. coming in unbridled fury to <laughs> save Grogu. Right. And that, because I think that's what I said. I said, it's going to be Cal Kestis. Cause he's this actor who's not really working right now. <laughs> and he's the right age. They can do it yeah, with from like, the video game. No work. Like, yeah. like yeah. no one's, yeah. no one's going to touch that character unless it's in a video game. Again, right. Like, or a comic. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It, it's easy. He's cheap. The, that that'll be where they go, and it's like, no, here's Luke Skywalker. Yeah, and and what yeah. a, what a way to close out 2020. Mm. In, in a year when we look back, and I think there there's a lot of positives, but it's been very difficult for a lot of people. And I think that this chunk of escapism that we've rattled through in two and a half hours, last episode of the year, is our longest ever. I think. <laughs> but I I didn't want to cut us off anymore because I think it's important to highlight those aspects of 2020 that were high and that allowed us to compensate or, or whatever you want to call it for this year. And it, it's, it's not, guys, it's not going to get exponentially better as we click over midnight into 2021. But we've put what is hopefully the worst of us behind this from a global perspective, a health perspective, you know, there, there's light at the end of this tunnel, but we, we do still have some hardships to get through in the next little bit. And we're going to continue with this style of positivity and, and focusing on the bright points 
of nerd of the escapism as we move into 2021 we're gonna kick it off with one Woman 84 review our first big superhero we guess we did birds of prey but i'm talking tentpole style here <laughs> review of well we didn't do it in 2021 but we're gonna get it next week in like almost a year and so very excited for that and then we're gonna spend the following week looking into 2021 we spent what two hours talking to the disney investors podcast that we did about what's coming we spent two episodes talking about dc fandom earlier in this year and what's coming from a comic book perspective and then we've got all of this diversity that we've spoken of on the beyond aspect of the podcast too and so 2021 guys it's going to be huge you know 2021 is now in the rearview mirror and part of me is happy it's there but part of me is also grateful that we've been able to experience all this together and we've been able to evolve and adapt and change as necessary. And I think in, in a lot of aspects, at least in this space, it's, it's been all for the better. We've had a great time this year in, in a year where it, it's been it's been hard at times. And so thank you guys out there for being a big part of the Nerd Room in 2020. I did put a list of names at the end of last episode, and I did forget two people. So I'm going to give them a big shout out now. It's Matt and Ian. Thank you guys for being part of the Nerd Room in 2020. I hate doing those lists because I often forget people. And I do apologize for that, but we want to make sure that we gave shout-outs to everyone who has been a big part of the Nerd Room in 2020. And also a big shout-out to our boy Brad and our boy Joey, who celebrated birthdays over the holidays here. So big birthday shout-out to those guys as well. You guys are a huge part of the Nerd Room. Brad has listened to every single episode of the Nerd Room. Well, I can't even say I did that. No. <laughs> so big shout out to those guys. They're, they're great, dear friends of mine yeah. uh, and of ours here. And so we love you guys and hope you are able to celebrate. Next year, we'll do it bigger, I think. <laughs> Hopefully, fingers crossed. So well said. I, I don't know, guys. 2020 behind us. We've got a lot to look forward to in, in 2021. Maybe Sanjay will get Disney Plus because we've got WandaVision coming up here in a short, few short weeks, guys. And that's going to be quickly followed up by the Falcon Winter Soldier and, and so much more. Nerdier resolutions in a couple of weeks. Most anticipated. It's it's going to be a great year, guys. And I really look forward to it. And I really look forward to experiencing it with, with you guys and with the listeners and here on the podcast. So with all that being said, if you'd like to be a bigger part of this show in 2021, you can always email us at the nerdroom at gmail.com. You can find everything we do over at the nerdroom.net. You can find The Hunt, whether that's Kijiji, whether that's McFarlane, whatever you're looking for, it's there at the NerdRM on Instagram, Twitter. That's where we do most of our hanging out. Handles are at the end of the episode. And one big 2020 shout out to our man, Rob Wade, for endorsing this podcast over on Marshall14.com. You can find everything he does over at said website. So, guys, for the last time in 2020, for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Batman. And I'm Sanjay. And we will see you guys in 2021. Be safe, be kind, and thank you very much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from the Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.